I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, I'm going to take you all around the world of miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we're going to get back into going through the Primarchs for Horus Heresy. In particular, this time we're going through the Traitor Primarchs. And I think I've, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Um, all the jokes related to who's a traitor and are these ones should be, they'd be in this group and should Alpharius be his own, all, all that stuff's been made. So we're going to go through the, the nine classic. Um, the thought is at the end, we might go through Horus Ascendant. We might kind of talk about another point because he's sort of uh, on his own and a bit crazy, but we are going to go through the other ones. Um, at this point, just a little bit about what else we still have coming up. We still have some stuff related to knights that I'm working on as as I can. And as we get closer to the end of the year, hopefully going to do a little bit of year-end review or, or whatever else we can get time for so that we can kind of get the new year running. Um, all right, well, without any further ado, now on to the show. All right, so um, it took us a while to get to this. It took multiple illnesses um multiple conventions all kinds of stuff but we are now finally back to going over primarchs um all the ones who are evil or at least mostly evil or say that they're evil in the case of alfarius but he says he's actually good but he's not it's confusing. <laughs> hey man, hey hey rules support it man yeah rules support that he's is, not a traitor that is not true. a traitor legion is a great book that's the one where they go over all of it, it if you haven't read that one which it's early on you probably have if you're interested in this stuff at all but it is a great book. Um, all right. So um, without further ado, we're just going to get into this. We're going to start uh, just a brief overview in case you didn't watch the other one or you didn't really care at that moment. Um, discussing a bit of who the Primarchs are. And, and sorry, in terms of their, their basic rules, what all Primarchs have. And then we're going to go through in more detail each of them. So we are going to be discussing the actual rules themselves. We're going to discuss our impressions of them, what we think. In the future, I don't know if we'll get it out before year end. I kind of want to, because I think the, um, I think those type of episodes are fun. But something where we compare them to each other. Um, I don't think a straight fight comparison and a, and a um, sort of comparison of them for their army. I think those are two different talks. I think... Some of them might beat face against other Primarchs, but that doesn't make them the best for the army that you play with. So we might do a little bit of separate things, but hopefully we're going to maybe try and get that out too. But for the moment, we are going to go through Trader Primarchs. So I am going to start with a brief overview of what it means to be a Primarch, and then we're going to get into them in order. So for Primarchs, they follow um, these in particular special rules. So all of them have this without wording it just being mentioned as a primark means you get these things so one you're of course you're an independent character you're eternal warrior so instant death all that doesn't matter to you you are fearless and um, at this moment who knows what's going to happen in the future but at this moment gw has done an faq and errata and for a little bit in general fearless means you can't take shroudage essentially you don't you don't get those sort of saves oh yeah they They've did now Primarchs don't count. FAQ, say Primarchs can still get it. Yes. That's what yeah, that that that's the nice part. They at least said, hey, if you're a Primarch, you actually do get it. So you are fearless, but Primarchs are allowed to get shrouded saves. It matters more for some of the loyalists, but we might see that a little bit here. Um, you have it will not die five up, you're bulky four, you're relentless, and they always count as character models. Okay. Um they are never negatively affected by characteristic changes except to their wounds. So any rules you have or a model possesses that will lower characteristic 
cannot do so unless it's just their wound characteristics. Also, if they're taking any form of a snapshot or anything like that, they use normal ballistic skill. So they're never reduced in any way. Um, when you attack with a Primarch, either be shooting or close combat, they allocate all of their wounds, and it's, or sorry, technically their hits, and they tell you you should put it into separate pools. So they allocate everything they do. And if you have a Primarch in your army, because remember, you technically could have more than one if you have an ally force. But if you have a Primarch in your army, one of them is forced to be the Warlord. So when we read these Warlord traits, it's particularly important because if you're actually bringing one of these guys, you're going to be using that trait. Or, I don't know, if you're playing an absolutely mad lad amount of points and you have two Primarchs and then you get a choice. I, I don't want to play a game that big. That sounds, that sounds awful to me, honestly. If, it's, if one army has it. But, all right. So, we talked a little bit before about who might do what, and Dan has graciously volunteered to talk about the fancy man himself. Fancy man himself. I did want to take him, too, because someone on yeah. Reddit has been doing Clone Grim comics, and they're, they're really Clone cool. Grim. What is that? Um, so, the, the, the lore is that... Um, you know, they, uh, there's a clone of Fulgrim going around okay. uh, that's still loyalist. So Fulgrim is a demon, but there's still clone Grim that remembers up to the point where he killed Ferris. Okay. And the guy took that, ran with that idea, and now it's like cl- clone clone Grim, essentially Fulgrim, loyalist uh, fighting with Gilliman. Uh, in, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? In the second great, Indominus Crusade. Yeah. So they're fighting together. So it's actually really neat. It is I really mean- neat. I, mean, I, for one, love a good portmanteau, so I'm I am pro calling him Clonegrim. Um, I see now when I read the one book, when I read the book Fulgrim, it kind of felt like to me in that sort of scene when that happens that like he's at least the way they're portrayed at the moment. Maybe in later lore or something it, it changed, but it almost felt more of like he let the demon take his body, not him. So it's not like he's the demon. The demon just controls the shell. Of what he used to be, Fulgrim that, gave up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That's how I read it. But again, they might have changed it in the fifty plus books since that. <laughs> I don't personally know. It's just really interesting. That's why I wanted to do them because it's it's kind of cool to return back to the original. Yeah. All right. So, Fulgrim, the Venetian, um, the Emperor's children, uh, Primarch is four hundred twenty five points, which I don't know Primarch point level, so I can't even. A little bit low. You. A little bit low. Okay, good. Uh, I literally about, can't remember. About four sixty, I would say is is was the average. Okay. close to the average. Uh, let me check. Four twenty five, four fifty. What's this guy? Four fifty. Maybe some of those are uh, four. Maybe actually, maybe it might be closer. I thought. Oh, maybe four Four fifteen. So lower. Maybe four fifty. Yeah, let's say four fifty. Yeah, the average yeah. might be closer to four fifty. All right. So, um, Fulgrim. Um, most Primarchs have very similar stats with very minor differences. So he's got movement eight, weapon skill eight, ballistic skill, strength, and toughness, and wounds are all six. He's initiative eight, so he is a quick boy. Yeah, he's got six right. attacks, leadership 10, two up save. His war gear, of course, he has a special armor, the Gilded Panoply, uh, or Panoply, sorry. Uh, the Blade of Lair. He's a fire, he has firebrand, frag grenades. And for special rules, of course, he's Master of the Legion. I hope so. Bulky six, which I think all Primarchs are. No, they're bulky four base. No, really? Yes. You know why he's bulky six? Why? I'm actually curious. So a normal Primarch is bulky four, right? Yeah. He needs one for his hair, 
making bulky five, <laughs> and one for his ego, making Yo, him bulky six. Um, he's got sudden strike one, so he becomes initiative nine of the charge, which is nice. You're Actually, initiative it, ten, because he's an emperor's children as well, don't forget. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, technically, he goes up extra. okay, hold on. Technically, initiative nine with an initiative up. It's, it's yeah. Um, tactical excellence, sublime swordsman, obviously a traitor. Um, and he could switch, by the way, his firebrand for the blade of fire blade, sorry, for blade of layer for no additional point cost. So he gets to choose one or the other. So his warlord trait um, is basically that all Emperor's children's models that can draw line of sight to Fulgrim may use his leadership for all morale and pinning tests. Um, and all Emperor's children's uh, on the battlefield, when Fulgrim's on the battlefield, gain plus one to the wound value used to calculate if the unit has one close combat. Right, so they get an additional like, oh, I won by eight. You know, I I killed eight, you killed six. I actually, ki- you know, the differential is three, not two, which is nice. That's nice. Uh, in addition, I like this one a lot. In addition, the first reaction made in each game turn uh, by Fulgrim in any unit he has joined does not use up a point of the controlling player's reaction allotment, which is nice. They get a free reaction essentially. Yeah. So I like that. that I think it's worth that noting huge cuz that um, units the one you probably are most worried about cuz he's Exactly. There. What's so really cool is that uh his buff there stacks with the Vexilla. And I oh, believe really? some yeah. of them don't. Oh, right? that's kind of cool. Like I'm pretty sure like Dorn specifically did not stack. Yeah, it, a lot of I them say they does. don't stack with anything else. His does not say that. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. It, it, you get plus one a wound, which, eh, that one's kind of a... But the using the leadership for morale and pinning and also the not using the reaction, that's pretty damn good. That's the, great. So the, the plus one in combat isn't bad for what this Legion does because this Legion's whole goal is to, mostly, um, is to get into close combat. That's what a lot of their units want. So that plus one difference can absolutely be a make or break potentially for them. Um, and it's not a tiebreaker. You just count always as plus one. And like you said, I might that might be just enough to make it where you, now you fail the save rather than the sort of thing of like, oh, we tied and now I win instead. So mm, okay, okay, makes sense. All right, so his armor, I do like his armor a lot. Um, his the gilded panoply uh, gives him a two up armor save and a three up and vulnerable save against melee attacks, and then a four up in shooting. Um, but basically, he has a three up and vulnerable in close combat. Four up and vulnerable when not in close combat in melee. Um, yeah. And a two up normally, which is great. Two up, three up is great. Two up, three up is... That's as good as you get. That's, that's as good you, as don't, you get. You don't have to make raspberries out. It's as good as you get. <laughs> uh, Sublime Swordsman, when Fulgrim makes melee attacks as part of a challenge, he gains the number of additional attacks equal to the amount which his initiative characteristic is greater than his opponent. So they give an example. If Fulgrim attacks an enemy model with an initiative characteristic of five... As part of a challenge, Fulgrim's initiative eight grants him three extra attacks, which is nice. Also notice it is not unmodified initiative. So if he's attacking at initiative nine. Yep. Or remember, the, the Emperor's Children trait is not an extra initiative. It's just an initiative step up. It's, it doesn't yeah. add. But if you attack, if you charge in your initiative step nine, that's um. That's a good three to four extra attacks, depending on what you're hitting. Yeah, that's that's really like I said that that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Flawless yeah. execution puts you an extra initiative step. It doesn't actually alter your you initiative. Do, exactly. Now, sudden strike does that up your initiative, or does it mean you strike one initiative step higher? 
That's well, according question. to the custodians FAQ. No, yeah, actually, it's it should. Um, yeah, that is true. No, it should. It modifies your initiative. I'm, I pulled up the cheat sheet. It does okay, modify. That's your good. I, I wanted to check Modity, that yes. because those are. It's a very careful wording there, so I want to make sure yes. we have the correct wording. Good. Uh, tactical excellence. Once per battle, at the start of any phase, Fulcrum's controlling player may declare the use of a special rule. For the duration of that phase, any enemy units that attempt to declare a reaction against a move, shooting attack, or charge made by Fulgrim or Unity as joined must first pass a leadership test, using the highest leadership characteristic in the unit, unless that unit is making the reaction includes at least one model with the Primark special rule, in which case the unit may declare reactions as normal. All right, so basically, if uh, once per battle in that phase, so movement, shooting, um, assault. Assault, thank you. Wow. There you go. I'm thinking melee because of the stupid freaking uh, armor. Uh, so yeah, melee, shooting, assault, one of those three phases. Um, for that phase, uh, anytime you're reacting to his unit or him, you must take a lead, you must pass a leadership test to do the reaction. Um, it's useful for when his unit will charge it so you don't get shot. Because you might be charging the thing that's worrying you. Like the other day when I was playing, I um, had the unfortunate luck of having to try to charge uh, a Sun Killer squad. Because otherwise I would lose. I had to oh, try to get God. in there. It didn't go well. It, it I just barely died to it, but I did just die to it. So like these guys don't, I don't care what else is in that unit. They don't want that firing at them. They're going to lose people. So like... It's, I find it most useful there. Or your opponent is going to run away when you get close or something. So. Exactly. Okay, no, no. It's good. Don't. It's a leadership test, so maybe don't, you know. You can't bank on, on it, it but. Exactly. It's easier this edition than last, at yes. least. All right. The Blade of Lair and Fireblade. Oh, God, I remember having this discussion with someone. Um, why you would ever take the Blade of Lair ever. So anyway, let's talk about it. Yeah. So I'm going to do Fireblade first. I'm going to. Switch it up a little bit. There's a reason why. So Fireblade uh, is his original weapon. It's plus one strength, AP two. So he's striking at strength seven. Yes. Yep. Strength seven, AP two. It's duelist edge. Or, sorry, duelist edge. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's murder strike five up. So any five ups to hit is instant death. Master crafted. So you get to reroll one hit. And it's a specialist weapon, which I think, nope, does not pair with his... Uh, nope, with his other weapon's not specialist. Guy. So it's it's a basically a strength 6 AP2 murder strike 5 up. Yeah. That's not bad. Fun fact, Meridian Blades and Custodias are better. <laughs> but no, so that's the that's the uh, normal fire blade. You can replace it with the Blade of Lair, which... Okay, so it's strength yeah. 6 AP2. Uh, Duelist Edge 1, so if you're in a challenge, you get an extra initiative. Which actually does give you an extra attack. Oh, wait. No, Duel Sedge's, Duel Sedge's weapons. No, you, you increase your initiative by the oh, amount of brackets. Okay, so that does technically give you an extra attack. Yes. Because of it. You have Flesh Bane, so you always wound on a two. Mastercrafted, reroll hits, specialist weapon. I don't know if I'd ever take the Blade of Lair over the so, Fireblade. So my assumption is that you're getting hung up because the Fireblade does murder or strike. Yes. Okay. And as someone who has seen Murder Strike and how it works. But yeah. he, a few things you have to keep in mind with that Murder Strike. It's not Murder Strike. It's Murder Strike on a five up. Yes. I'm already strength, say, seven on that weapon. So if I'm wounding, let, let's assume Marine style things. I'm wounding probably on three twos or threes because maybe something's a better toughness or, or so on. I'm I'm only getting that Murder Strike some of the time. Most of my attacks are not Murder Strike on average. Um, 
let's assume let's assume he, he hits six times. I know he could have more, but let's go with nice simple numbers. Two of those will be murder strike. All the rest won't be whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the problem is it might depend a little bit on the types of things you're fighting against. True. If you're going against someone with an invul save, say you're going against Terminators with a four up, that's one guy getting killed with that attack. That's it. Because the other guy's going to save a 50-50 kind of thing. The other weapon, part of it, okay, Duelist Edge is nice, but I'm not sure. I don't know who's initiating him that he needs to go faster than them, but you get an extra attack. Fleshbane, so I don't care the strength for most of the stuff I'm attacking with this because I'm not going to send him against, uh, you know, tanks or anything crazy like that with this particular weapon. I can see the reason why for the other one. Murder Strike is very nice, but if I'm not fighting things with tons and tons... Like, okay, if I'm going against Stodays, yeah, I want Murder Strike. If I'm going against, like, a regular Marine Army, I don't know if I need it quite so... Mm, Maybe what I want more is auto wound, almost, and get extra attack. The tipping point, I think, is the strength... Toughness 6, I mean, right? Because against Mm. Toughness 6, the Fire Blade will wound on 3s. Well, the blade of the lair will wound on twos. Yeah. I think that's kind of the tipping point there. But then you have to look at the murderous strike. Like, oh, how does that factor into things and such? Because um, either of these will instant death a basic human. Neither is guaranteed instant death against a marine. Um, so quick question, because I don't remember off the top of my head. Primarchs. When they take an instant death hit, is it one wound or d One wound. One, one wound? It's one okay. wound. Yeah, it's one wound. So for yeah. Primarch duels, you want Blade of the Lair. Yeah, you want Blade of the Lair, yes. yes. So yeah. that, th- there's your scenario, Dan. If you're fighting other Primarchs, you want the Blade of the Lair. Also, weirdly if you're enough, not fighting, fighting Primarchs, different... you want the Fireblade. If you're fighting a Dreadnought, you want Fireblade. I was going to say, if you're fighting like Dreadnoughts, actually, Blade of the Lair is actually better, in well, yeah, my opinion. But well, I, no, I you have to re-roll the, fle- the Fleshbane, so you, yeah, you have to end up with a... Um, 25 out of 36 success rate, which is roughly two thirds. Yeah. I, I, against, against one of those, it kind of depends also on their initiative and your number of attacks. Um, overall, if you're on average dice, the blade of a is probably a little bit better because you're going to get an extra attack out of it and you're re-rollable two ups rather than essentially hoping for the yeah. fives. It, it's probably close. I'd have to actually sit down and do the math, but I, I could see it being close. Remember, you only get the extra attack if you're in a challenge, and dreadnoughts. Oh yeah, true. Can't you wouldn't be in, be in a challenge for that one. Oh, very true. Also, I should have mentioned he also does have a gun that no one really cares about. It's strength six, AP four, pistol two, deflagrate, shred, and mastercrafted. It, hey, hey, hey! It has deflagrate. Be nice. <laughs> Most it's, primarchs have a gun you don't care about. Yeah. That's no, 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 wait, point. wait. Mortarian is a pretty cool gun. If yeah, I that's why I said most. I didn't most. Say oh, you said most, okay. Yes. So, so, yeah, he's a pretty good dude. He wants to be in a challenge. Um, and again, he plays to the Emperor's Children very well. You know, get up close, get the charge in. Um, and he buffs his unit. So, yeah, he's he's a pretty good dude. I'm not, and in duels, he's going to be very nice as well. Here's the thing, though. I'm not going to accept the challenge against this guy unless I'm forced to. He's always going to ch- – because here's the thing, though. Okay, he's better in a challenge, but if the thing I'm fighting isn't amazing, I probably don't want him in the challenge. Actually, no, he's not even better in a challenge because the three-up and vulnerable is just melee anyway. Well, yeah, and but the he gets o- the extra attacks. Extra attacks if you're in a challenge. But remember, that doesn't bleed out. So oh, I know. I would I would actually the take thing. the challenge. It does matter for the final combat resolution score. Yes, it does. Because he gets oh, stacked up to like a, mi- like, you know, like a minus six on leadership to the enemy. Like, okay, go also, ahead. Roll the snake, guys. Yeah. 
you won't. And, and his initiative is high enough where you, you know, being at the eight means when you do the roll off for initiative, you should, you, you're going to win most of those. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you put him in the challenge and I don't care what happens to the rest of the squad. I'm going to murder that one guy so hard. If you don't roll double ones, you're dead. Yeah. So things to not throw Fulgrim at fearless units, yep. stubborn units, because they're most resistant to his effects. Yep. Although, because veterans have chosen warriors, they're also susceptible to that sublime swordsman. So he would want to take on like a Terminator squad, I feel like, is like his ideal target. Yeah. That sound about right? Yeah, and he's not bad against other Primarchs because he'll swing first. True. That helps. That that's in a Primarch v Primarch, being able to actually hit them before they hit you can potentially be a determining factor. And he has a three pin vulnerable. I that, that that's yeah. really, really good. <laughs> We get it. You used to play Custodes. Yeah. Oh, Funny yeah. Enough, you play this, you do that again now. Up. You lost it, right? Good. Uh, no, in one point, oh, the only one that had a three-up was the Tribune. Yeah, it was I hate mostly that guy. five-up. I hated that guy. <laughs> you still do. I still <laughs> do. All right. All right. And uh, we did a little bit of adjustment there. But now we are on to Perturabo. And uh, Steve uh, previously said this is the best guy ever. I think is what you said. Um, yes. For one, he understands the use of a ranged weapon. Two, he recognizes that fists are a completely valid melee weapon. And three, he kind of laid siege to an entire Terra pretty much on his own. The rest of the Primarchs were just there. They didn't really do all that much. He's, uh, he's the MVP. As soon as he said, I'm out, the whole thing fell apart. <laughs> Although now right. I know there's an issue with being able to fit him with like a cool retinue in like 3,000 points with his. Uh... We don't need to talk about it. Okay. It's fine. The FAQs <laughs> aren't real. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, here he is, Perturabo, the man that broke Fulcrum's face on a toy Warhound and wrestled a fully roided up Demon Angron into submission to actually go and do the whole fighting thing. So, for Perturabo, you get a movement of seven. Weapon skill and ballistic skill 7. It's not, you know, quite as high as Fulgrim on the weapon skill, but his range prowess is, I think, the best in the game. Um, he's strength 6 with a nice toughness 7. He's got 6 wounds, initiative 5, 6 attacks, leadership 10, and a 2-up save. For Warrior, he has the Logos, which is his personal set of armor. He has the Logos Array, which are the guns attached to his armor at the wrists. He has frag grenades, very useful, and a Cortex controller. So he lets you control all the beep boops in your army. For special rules, he's an Iron Warrior, Master of the Legion. Battlesmith on the two-up. He no longer has Fire Protocols 2, so ignore all references to that, because um, he has one gun. The Both wrists count as one total gun. I'm guessing they had it split up in one point of rules drafts and he's kind of merged it and forgot to drop the fire protocols. So yeah, what you see, not, re not really there. Um, then he has Master of Automata, which means he could join squads of robots. He is locked into the traitor faction. And finally, he is the sire of the Iron Warriors. And for 35 additional points, you may give him Forgebreaker Desecrated. If, uh, you know, like taking your friend's birthday gifts and corrupting it a little further. Um, so that warlord trait, side of the iron warriors, what do we get? 
all the infantry in the same army as Pergorado, that's an iron that are iron warriors, roll an extra die for their morale checks or pitting tests caused by shooting attacks and discard the die of the highest result before determining results. In addition, you get an extra reaction to the shooting phase as long as Pergorado is on the board. Well, you know, not removed as a casualty. Honestly, I wish that that was the Legion trait and that the Legion trait was his bonus. Because my favorite part of Iron Warriors last edition was the morale buffs. But um, it's cool that we get it back here. Yeah. And m- morale's big in the game, so it is nice. I, th- that was what their the Legion used to do. It's just all more morale stuff. Yeah, so last edition, the main thing the Legion did was you just did not take morale checks for shooting casual- shooting phase casualties. Hmm. You said, nah, I'm good. Interesting. It was phenomenal. Because when you were shooting a squad, you had to kill every last model to clear that objective. Or, you know, mop them up in melee. Um, which made them kind of the I refuse to move to the Death Guard or Iron Hands, I refuse to die. But um, now we just shoot tanks good. Yay. Um, but yeah, so that's the Warlord trait. I think it's a pretty solid army-wide buff. Um, because not running away is an exceptionally helpful thing. Especially with all the Nemesis Bolters you can find out there in the wild. Um, for his armor, you're going to love this, Stan. The <laughs> Logos provides a 2-up armor save. You know, pretty standard. And another. a 3-up invulnerable save. There it is. And allows Pernarabu to ignore all the effects of night fighting. And <laughs> whenever he or a unit he has joined does the interceptor reaction, it does not cost a reaction point. You don't get extra reactions with that unit, but you ignore that point. So you have to ignore the usual three reactions. Basically, he has a built-in um, augury scanner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, three pinballs, Dan. All the time. Not just melee, all the time. This guy's so tough. I love it. Um, we have the Logos Array. It is a bolt-type weapon. You have both a range and a melee profile. For range, we have 30 inches, which is no joke. Yeah, it's Strength good. 6, AP 3, Assault 6, Twin-Linked, Shred, Pinning, and Shell Shock 1. That right there is the key. Having the pinning, but also yeah. with Shell Shock 1 means you could actually yeah, that's, get that's the, the pinning. Butter. Yep, that's the butter right there. So, not so Blissic Skill 7. Correct me if I'm wrong. That is a 2-up to hit, and if you somehow roll a 1, that's okay. You could still five, hit huh? on a 5? Yes. Yep, it's 2 to 5, yep. That's hilarious. And he's twin-linked anyway, just in case. You know, just in case. So, it's just a 2-up followed by a 2-up at that point, but still. Yes. That's... That's phenomenal. Because it's twos with a re-roll, and then against a basic marine, twos with a re-roll. Yep. He picks who he hits, so he goes, okay, cool. Your Vexilla's dead, your Nuncio Vox is dead, your Augury Scanner is dead, and, uh, you know, these other two random guys are also dead. Oh, no, your Arfighter Sergeant, he's fine. Take a pinning check with the minus one penalty. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, And then for the melee profile... Is going to be strength plus one for a total of strength seven, AP two, melee two handed because he's using his two hands. Whoa, um, which 
is not terrible. I mean, strength seven, that's what Fulgrim's punching at with his um, fire sword. Was it Firebrand? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Perdera was a beat stick. But if that's not enough for you, if you want that little bit of extra chaos spice in your life, I you do. can take Forgebreaker Desecrated, which makes him strength 12, AP 1, melee, unfortunately unwieldy, because he's not as fast with the hammer as um, others might be. It's Mastercrafted with Exoshock 3-up, so penetrating on a vehicle, on a 3-up you get another one, and Brutal 2. Is, is now, there a world you don't take that? In addition, I'm not saying you always use it. Oh yeah, because you don't, world you you don't, don't lose the fists. No. Um, let's see. So, at his base points value of 425, it's um, that's 1,700 points minimum. Hmm. Like, for the 25% rule, right? Yeah. So, that means um, if you're playing a 2,000-point game, you have 75 points for your command squads. Um, can't make a command squad for 75 points, so you take Forgebreaker Desecrated. And a 3,000-point game, that leaves you 325 points. Maybe so you could take your robot bodyguards as a retinue. Yeah, you already know you got problems or the with tormentor. the FAQ you don't want to talk about. Well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe you need those 35 points to squeeze in the extra robot. Maybe. Yeah. I like maybe I don't know. I would rather him have that, and maybe he's not in a retinue because, I don't know, he's a Primarch. I'm a little bit less worried about him getting picked off early. Maybe I should be more worried, but I kind of want that weapon because now he can go against vehicles. He can also then go against any other model that you would actually want to assault. Okay, so quick math with the calculator. If you are playing a 3,000-point game, yes, you can have two robot bodyguards, but then you don't get Forge Breaker desecrated. Can I so, take, like, one bodyguard? Yes, you can. I would do it that way, then. I'm less worried about him having bodyguards. I'm more wanting him to go and, like, smack down whatever sort of vehicles. However, oh, hold I on. But for him, you'd actually need a minimum of three robot bodyguards. So uh, quick math there. Yeah, you ain't fitting it anyway. So, okay, so exactly 3,500 points is Perdurabo and three Iron Circle without Forge Breaker Desecrated. Yeah, no, he, he ain't getting his Iron Circle. That's what they found out, is that you just don't get your Iron Circle. It's too expensive. But, but okay, but actually, I think I should mention it because it is part of his thing, sort of. Yeah. When you take them as a bodyguard for Perdurabo, it has to be a manifold of at least three models as a retinue. So this is 3,500 points and up. Um, it does... Uh, words, words, where'd it go? You gain female pain 5 up on your robot that is toughness 7 with 5 wounds. And he heals them on a 2 instead of shooting. But I'd rather shoot with them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah my my, my just thought especially if i'm going against certain targets then i even count a higher strength so if i'm going against the vehicle i'm I'm essentially auto penning whatever i want i'm going to kill any vehicle i go against i'm gonna wreck my way through any sort of dreadnought Uh, other models i'm going to be doubling out pretty much every model in the game 
um, for obviously like certain things don't count because Primarchs because they're a Tor Warrior and all, but pretty much everything else is strength 12. I'm doubling out anyway. I, I kind of see him that way. I I don't know what exactly I'd put him with. Um, can can you take them not as a retinue? Can you just take oh, them? Absolutely. Yeah. Just, they just be yeah. they could just be elites, but they don't get the Fiona pain. Oh no. Okay. Uh, yeah, the torment is the next big question. Let me just see because it can be <laughs> That's a dedicated transport for so the tormentor is nine hundred points. Yeah, no. So that's a minimum of five thousand three hundred without the hammer. With the hammer, it's five thousand four hundred forty minimum. Get out of here! That's ridiculous. Just a little. Take this I'll guy. This... But I had to check. I had to check. And go walk down the field, I, I not will... caring about night fighting, and go punch yeah. whatever you want in the face. I will point out most people ignore that rule anyway. So. I know. Uh, okay. Mini so if you want Perdurabo and his three robot yeah. bodyguards and yeah, the Tormentor, it's 7,100 yeah. points minimum. But if he takes the hammer, now it's 7,250 points. Yeah, I'll say most. I know that at least many Wargaming already made mention of this. I know Winter SEO, Winters, uh, made mention this. He's another YouTuber. I know that we've talked about it in our gaming group. And we are no, going to ignore it. Why not ignoring that? Well, not in no, Maple, I think, but I in the 30K very... Facebook. In the 30K Facebook chat. I'm in the 30K Facebook. I think yeah, it's a weak point of the FAQ point. for sure. But that is yeah. how it is right now. So I'm going to report it as it is. Exactly. If you want Perturabo and all of his toys and boys, you better be playing uh, 7.5K. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. If you really wanted to do that, here's the only reason why if I was playing smaller points, I might be like, ooh, I got to think about this. Because if you're bringing all of that, yeah, you're putting a lot of eggs in a basket, but your basket is you fucking know, invincible. Is, yeah, it, it's, it's it, you know, it's a steel basket covered in grenades. Like, you're getting it's through only, whatever you want. It's only 15 toughness, 7 wounds with a 3 up armor save and a 5 up feel no pain. Calm Take down. Take my models and go home. And then there's Perturabo afterwards. Yeah, with his yeah. Str- which if you're following those rules, with your strength 12 weapon, because why not? Just the piece that resists there. Um, he he's very cool, and his model. We haven't talked. We didn't talk about Fulgrim's model. I I do like his model. I like Fulgrim's model. It's a dynamic model that makes sense, unlike oh, wait, certain wait. other ones where without the large display base, it just looks weird. Look at you, Sanguinius. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fulgrim model has cool stancing. The Perturabo one I like the details on quite a bit. Although I do think the tactical knight shoulder pad is a bit much. I'm trying to pull them up now because I went to Forge World site and I remember that's not where they put them anymore because it's a character series. Uh, They might have it there as well, but I see it here. I I like Fulgrim's model. I'm sorry, uh, Perturabo's. Fulgrim, let me take a look at that fancy bastard. Where is he? I haven't seen some of these in a while, and I'm not as big a fan of him. It's a little, little too. Oh, I know the idea is he's in an action pose for Fulgrim, but he's like standing on one toe, and I, I don't like that tiny connection point. I like it to look like your model's actually meant to be there, rather than like, hey, imagine his movement. No, no, just go stand on something. It's okay. Get your tactical rock. Um, oh, actually, he has one more bodyguard option to mention super fast. Yeah, he can also have um, that one unit from the exemplary battles, the Dominator okay. cohort. Got Those it. are the Terminators that were in charge before um, the robots took their jobs. Yes, I do remember them. 
Um, so this would be like early heresy slash during the crusade. If he is their um, dude, if they're escorting him around, then they get the field of pain. If they're not a bodyguard to him, they get hatred automata. So the field of pain is generally more useful. So if you want something that's not 450 points as a bodyguard, you have those guys, and I'm not sure the math on that because I don't have their rules in front of me right now. Yeah. If you're following the rules, you need tons and tons of points. If you're not, make sure your opponent's cool with you bringing some craziness. But yeah. if you're bringing Primarchs out, you should be doing some crazy stuff anyway, so it's all good. All right. Um, is that Perturabo done? Um, yes, I think that's pretty much all the very many options available to this model. I think he has the yeah. most of any Primarch. Overall, Just because he has feels that with way, and without yeah. Hammer, with Bodyguard option A or B, and then they're in the stupid massive tank. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving, moving on to someone a little, yep. uh, a, a little less. scarier in a very particular way. Batman. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't remember we said this before, but I'm just going to say it now. The helmets that came out with uh... travesty. I'll put it this way. I like them more than the Ultramarines ones. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say. Okay. The Ultramarines <laughs> I was ones, just going to say the Ultramarines okay. suck. The Ultramarines ones aren't bad. They're just yes, bad they value. They look fine. I just wouldn't spend money on them. No, they're bad. All right. So, Conrad Curse. Um, he is 450 <laughs> points. He is the Primarch of the Night Lords. He is the scary man who foresaw his own death and all kinds of horrible things. So, um, He's move eight, weapon skill eight, so a little bit faster than Pernarabo. Same good weapon skill that Fulgrim had, Blizzard skill seven. So he's got um, a little bit better there than some of the others. He has strength, toughness, wounds, all sixes. His initiative attacks are both seven, so he's kind of between the two. Um, leadership 10 to up save, obviously. Um, Worker wise, he has the Night Mantle, he has Mercy and Forgiveness, he has the Widowmakers, and he has Frag Grenades. I I do find it funny none of them carry crack grenades. I mean, their but fists are as strong as a crack grenade. I like, agreed. I just find it funny. They miss out on the auto hit, I guess, which is kind of a shame. My thing is, it's not even so much rules-wise, like, in terms of game. I just find it funny that, like, this giant hulking concept of a of a man, this Adonis, essentially, at nine feet, like, ten feet tall, he grabs these little tiny frag grenades, but he doesn't grab the grenades sitting next to it on the pile before he walks out the door. <laughs> um, yeah. he's of course a master of legion he has hit and run does hit and run confer to your unit yes Great question yeah, no, no. yes it does that one i do know okay it does good. actually confer i will say if not i'm sure some of the units might have it i, I don't recall i'd have to look at them but okay confers he has fear three himself um which is great he is the king of terrors he has bloody murder uh he has night vision remember night vision means you ignore everything related to night fighting and and any of the sort of uh, negatives that you receive there he has the, a death long perceived he's of course a traitor and he has this warlord trait so for his warlord trait um all models with the infantry dreadnought or cavalry unit type and the legion of stardes night lord special rule in the same army as him gain night vision and bloody murder special rules and are immune to the effects of fear um, remember for these guys to get night vision, it costs a war gear. I want to say it was 15 points for prey sight. Yes. It gives them night vision. It costs 15 points. Um, just to mention this because it talks about having bloody murder going back quickly about what that is. 
Um, as long as your unit entirely has this rule, they declare a charge against a unit that's either pinned or falling back. The charge roll gains an extra plus one modifier. And if it's successful, everyone in that charge gets plus one attack. So you want to be pinning or having enemies fall back, um, which helps when you have effects like fear. Um, and your models won't take fear. And notice it's not they see him or anything like that. It's just in his army. In addition, any army that has him gets an extra action in the movement phase. Makes a lot of sense for the sorts of things they do. Um, I think that is an absolute bonkers warlord trait. It is great. Um, My army me, now ignores Shrouded, period, yep. because night vision. Yeah. Uh, my army now is Bloody Murder, which, as I, if I remember correctly, is an absolutely insane rule. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's no. what I just went through. Yeah. If you're pinned yeah. or falling back, plus one to the charge and plus one attacks. Like, I'm, I'm just picturing it. Bloody Murder is also like, if you're unnumbered? Or am I... Yeah. No. Blood, That's bloody the Murder rule. is kind yeah, of got, insane. Got, got. Mm -hmm. Yup. It's wow, that's an army buff. Yes, because because when we talked about night lords, one thing we said is, hey, pray site for your ranged. Uh, it, it can be good for other units, of course, but your ranged units, it's great on because now it's like an augury scanner with some of the other bonuses. It works really great, and normally it's fifteen points, and you'd want a lot of them to have it. Now they don't need to buy it. The only thing that would need to buy it is can tanks take it? I think so. Yeah, because it's any model. So your tanks would have to buy it. Everyone else doesn't have to buy it. They just get it for free. Um, all right. So, so far, he's super good. Let's take a look at his other stuff. And I know we were down a little bit on Night Lords. Again, I don't think they're bad. I just wasn't super into all the things they did. I think he, so far, feels like the strongest utility piece. Um, People have gotten real about. upset about Night Lords. Take. They did. I think, I think we're going to make up for that a little bit when we rank some Primarchs. Because mm -hmm. I think when we, not necessarily for like, he's going to murder other Primarchs. I mean, we'll talk about that. I think that's a separate discussion. But for like, what they do for their army, for both what they can do on the, their own and what they do for their army, I think for the moment, he's absolutely one of the strongest. Because he can give your army one of your best war gear pieces and a really strong rule, save you points on those, plus the things he's about to do here. Um, so his armor, the Night Mantle, he's got two up armor safe, four up pimple safe. Um, in addition, the Night Mantle allows Conrad Curse to ignore all modifiers to his movement from any source. He automatically passes all dangerous terrain tests when choosing to run, and he adds 12 to his movement characteristic instead of his initiative characteristic. Oh, sorry, when he chooses to run, he adds 12 to his movement characteristic instead of initiative. So he goes really far. He just sprints he's 20 inches a turn. That's terrifying. <laughs> um, his weapons... Um, his, his lightning claws, uh, ironically called Mercy and Forgiveness. Um, there are two separate weapons. He gains the plus one attack for having two of them when using this. That's not part of his profile. They, I wish they were consistent with this. Sometimes they put it in the profile and other times they don't. So you have to make sure you read things carefully. Especially, say, when you read Dreadnoughts, read very carefully. Because a lot of times, the extra attack's already in the profile because they gave them two weapons to start with. Um, but both weapons are exactly identical in stats. They're strength user, and he, let me scroll up. Yeah, yeah, strength six. I thought Saj was 100% sure. AP two, they're melee and shred because they are lightning claws, and the murder strike four up. Um, I prefer him not being a better strength. I mean, even strength six is, is still quite good. 
But the fact that you're murder strike four up, I want to miss. I want to fail my wounds because I want to get rerolls to get those fours. So yeah. exceedingly strong. So you want to punch dreadnoughts? Yeah. Uh, I want to punch dreadnoughts or even like toughness five models. Robots. Yeah. yeah. And anything where I can get to my murder strike and murder strike four up, I don't feel bad if I don't get rerolls. But if I can get a little bit of rerolls because I miss a little bit, I'm just going to get that that much better. Um, for his Widowmakers, um, this is his ranged weapon. Uh, range 12 inches, a strength 4 AP 5, assault 3, rending 4 up. It's fine. They're batarangs. Yeah. Uh, is it actually like a batarang? That's awesome if it yeah, is. Yeah, that's what it is. Micro okay, cool. It's a batarang. Yeah, yeah, it's a batarang. I just read it. It took me a moment to read the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. Not great, but awesome in terms of flavor and theme. Okay. So, um, his... Oh, sorry. Two more rules. Big rules he has. Um, he has the long... Sorry. A death long foreseen. It gives him access to the glimpse of death psychic power only, and he gains no other discipline. So, he has a psychic power, but he can't do anything else. So, at the start of any assault phase, um, a psychic check may be made for Conrad Curse by the controlling player... It must be made against leadership seven. So 50-50 chance that you make it in general. Remember, their stats can't be reduced, so you're going to be looking for it on that. Um, if the check is passed, he gains the feel no pain four up special rule and gets an extra attack for the duration of the assault phase. If it fails, Conrad Kerr suffers a perils of the warp. So, rules question. Can he pass it on to other people in his squad? Normally, yes. When a librarian takes perils, uh, yeah. perils of the warp, you can pass it to the other models. Yeah. It, Is there any reason he wouldn't be able to? I don't think... When it says librarian and perils of the warp, right? Does it say the librarian suffers perils of the warp? And then, like, the perils of the warp says you could take it on the unit? Why do you gotta ask questions that I don't have the right page open? No, because that's what I'm saying, because I bet you five bucks, because I, so, because I, again, I have the Imperium book in front of me, and I've been trying to desperately work my errata and FAQ into the custodies. I bet you five bucks that, like, the librarian, like, the actual librarian says, oh, if the check has failed, the librarian suffers perils of the warp. But when you go. check the perils of the warp rule... It says the unit takes it, and I can bet you money. Yeah, it's the psyker suffers the perils of the warp. Yeah, so that then, is that is the rule as worded. Um, but then the, where, everyone in the squad could actually suffer it. Like here, exactly. you get mind bolted. Yeah, yep. I'll say for. I fuck, yep. Oh, that's weird. They, I knew they were going to do it. No, thematically, I, I don't like it. In this case, I thematically don't like it, but it does it make is. sense. Like yeah. gameplay wise, it's cleaner this way. Thematically, I like the idea like he just spooked himself out so bad he loses wounds. Yeah. The only problem that would make it where I would probably never want, I would very, very rarely test this because this guy only, you know, he only has like six wounds kind of thing. Um, with that though, pass on to other people, I'm quite fine with that. Um, one last thing about him, and we'll kind of get into him a little bit more if we have any discussion. Uh, the King of Terrors. Uh, when him or any unit he has joined ends a combat by removing all any models as casualties or destroying them through sweeping advance. So in close combat defeats the ar the enemy one way or another, that unit, all any units that are not unlocked in combat and can draw line of sight to him immediately take a pinning test. That's pretty great. That's hilarious. That's a, I so love it. Yeah. That I like just for the sheer fact that it, you almost want to charge like a tactical squad, right? Like yeah, break him off. on the weak. 
Exactly. Break him off from whatever the hell he's with. Let him go and nuke some poor tactical squad with, God, what, nine attacks? No, sorry, eight attacks. Wait, hold on. Eight attacks. He has plus one attack for bonus. So eight attacks, nine attacks. So with nine attacks, go nuke some ta- poor tactical squad, make them run away, and then everyone takes a pinning check. <laughs> I remember he has fear three. Yeah. So if you've killed them, fear is a 12 inch bubble. Oh my God. So yeah, they're I, taking a pinning <laughs> test at minus three. Yeah, that's so fluff. I like that. That's that is fluffy. Run him with whatever. What are they called? I always forget their name. Raptors? No. Yep. Night Raptors. Oh, Raptors. Night, night Raptors. raptors. Yeah. Run him with Night Raptors. Break him off before the charge phase, and have him attack. I don't know. Whatever the hell is weak, right? Yeah. And then, oh, geez. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. He um, for for as mediocre and i can understand why some people didn't like it but for as mediocre as we were on their overall rules like as as an army i think he is probably going to end up being one of the top primarchs when we actually discuss them in full because i think he does so far some of the most for his army he gives you great rules as being you know your warlord he does a lot of very good on his own he so he can go off on his own he can pin you know if your board is decent because it's not a range just if they can see him you're gonna have a chance of pinning a lot of people he's and i don't know i, I just think he's exceedingly That's a 14 strong. inch pin range oh uh, he's on a 40 mil base right a 40 mil yeah. base is well, two so, inches so, so so be correct on this be careful what you said there oh it's sorry all you no, it's all yeah. units that are not in combat but can see him so fear is a 12 inch range yeah. But if you're across the board and you see me, you still have to test. Leaderships are a little lower in this edition. There's still a chance you fail. Yeah. You might not That's... be at the minus three, sure. But no, but I'm saying for the minus fighting, three. So. For yeah. the minus three, it's a, it's a 40 inch base, right? Um, be, yeah. And uh, that's around 40 millimeter, inches. not 40 inches. 40 millimeters. Sorry. Oh, my. Yeah, sorry. 40 millimeters. So that's a 14 inch diameter? About that much, kind of depends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me- You'd measure it probably more from the middle. That's probably the easiest way. So think of about a 13 or so in that sort of range between 13 and 14, uh, a circle around you. That's that's Age of Sigmar objective level. Jesus. And I know how big those are because I have one in front of me. That's, that's. (laughs) Age of Sigmar. uh, Age of Sigmar Sigmar is is 12 inches across total. He's a 12 inch radius. Oh, so he's actually a big. Yes. From his Jesus base, it's called radius. It's huge. Oh my god! Um, he is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I love him. Right, I do. He's absolutely amazing. And I will say, I know you mentioned it. He does so much more. Yeah, yes. I will say. By the way, I know people got mad at where we rank Night Lords. I do want to say, in hindsight, after playing Night Lords in packs, our local players suck. Okay, well, that's not me. Hold on. Hold oh, that's not a takeaway. Jesus oh, Christ. No, no. No, I went to PAX and there was a Night Lords player and it was a very tough fight because he played Night Lords, I think, the way they were supposed to be played, which is just large assault squads, large Terminator squads, outnumbering you, getting that plus one to wound with AP2 weapons, uh, and then having, like, I think he had score pieces in the back, just constantly picking away at squads. So. Like, it was a really cool, well-built Night Lords list. So I think Night Lords do play... I would rank them maybe up to a C or B. But again, you have to play them. See, I I do not waffle. I still stand by where we put them in general. Where do we put them? Because I do think they have some issues. 
Um, I believe so. I maybe yeah. go up to see or something like that. I still think the army, when I compare it to other things, I'm more excited by what some other armies do. It I has think... a higher skill ceiling. Yes. And I think he pushes them very, very high up, more than some of the other Primarchs move theirs. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um, right. But no, I don't, I'm not like Dan. I don't waffle back and forth. I don't sit on the fence. Oh, I, I just realized who's next. I'll yep. take him. I'll okay. take him. He's fine. You That's don't fine. have to. You no, don't have... I, 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 I could take him. No, no, no. I got him. I got him. I got sure. him. Sure. Yeah. Hey, hey, so these guys Most come in sets them. of three. I know. Exactly. The now there's a new set of three. So you could either take Angron or Magnus. It's your choice. No, no. I'll take Angron okay. over Magnus any day. Oh, yeah. So Angron, because he's, he's also very easy to talk about, but he's also pretty cool. Angron, 450 points. Uh, so, um, we're talking movement eight, weapon skill eight, ballista skill five, strength, toughness, wound six. Yeah, he's got, I didn't realize he had a worse ballista. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, he's too angry to shoot straight. Yes, essentially. Strength, toughness, wound, initiative, and attacks are all six. Um, leadership 10, to up save. Um, he's got a couple war gears, um, the armor of Mars, the spite furnace, the butcher's nails, gore father, gore child, and some frag grenades. Uh, he's uh, got red sands as a special rule. He has hatred everything, for obvious reasons. He has rampage two. Is he bulky? Are Primarchs bulky? Four. Bulky four. Bulky four. Okay, yeah. so he might get rampage off if he's stuck in a unit of terminators. He's got furious charge two, so he goes up to strength eight when he charges. Oh, that's and he's terrifying. Got his trait. That is yep. terrible. Oh, hold on. It's not because I know what Gore Child does because Karn uses Gore Child. There's a like I know what it does. He's just terrifying. Period. Um, so his warlord trait um, is Sire of the World Leaders. I think they're all Sire of the something. Right? Yeah, it's all Sire. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's all Sire. Yeah. So all models with the World Leader special rule, including Angron himself, gain the Feel No Pain six up. Okay, not bad. And he when you adamantium will three plus special rules. Yeah, be gone, psychers. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, how many AP two shots are there with psychers? Is there a lot? I don't think there, I can't remember any. Eh, whatever. In addition, an army with Angron as its warlord increases the reaction allotment to three in the opposing player's movement phase as long as Angron has not been removed as a casualty. This does not allow more than three actions to be made in that phase and may not may not be further modified by any rules or effects, uh, but may only make advanced reactions. Okay. So oh, that's weird. Wait. Only making advanced reactions. Yeah, wait. That. Okay. Time, time. Look at Big Book. Casualty, but only, addition... only make advanced reactions. So. So that's Interceptor for sure. Yeah. That is. Casualty. But may only don't, make. Don't read the part in the parentheses. That's what I'm saying. I just literally just skipped it. But may only make yeah. advanced reactions. Uh, okay, so while you're looking that up, feel no pain six up, amazing. I believe that goes to five up if you add a apothecary. Uh, yeah, apothecary. Oh, no, apothecary is no. naturally a five up. Uh, oh, okay, it is the legion one, the heart of the legion. That's, That's that. where I'm getting. Ki- yeah. I keep getting apothecaries, but it's the heart of the legion. Listen, feel no pain, still six up, feel no pain is great. Uh, adamantium will is. Great as well. I can't remember any AP2 psychic powers for the life of me. But hey, having a three up and vulnerable against that, that's not bad. Um, while you're looking up that, Steve, we'll come back to that. Uh, so, 
you don't oh. get advance and withdraw. So you're going to get Interceptor. You're going to get um, the Death or Glory. Okay. You're going to get um, the the one that the Flyer has. That one specific model has its own. Yes. That says when enemy Flyer comes in, I also come in and I shoot him. I don't know if there's any others off the top of my head. And the World Leaders one, I no, think, is in the shooting not, phase. not as listed in the book. Yeah, no, World Leaders is the shooting phase. So basically, three reactions, but not much to do with them. Yeah, did they get? Did they get fact or anything? Not currently. Oh, I right. guess the well, I, the only idea I can see it be is that it, it means certain war gears are quite as important. So if someone comes in with a unit off the board to try to outflank and hit you, your uh, three of your units can fire into them because it can use up those reactions or something like okay, that. I guess. Yeah, you know, I intercept, know. intercept, intercept. Yeah, I guess. I would have been. I, don't, I would have been fine if it just said they get three movement phase reactions. Honestly, it? it's weird. But still, that, awesome. yeah, I'm removed. even mad. If they were worried it was too strong, give them three movement phase reactions, but remove all shooting reactions unless it's their advanced. Because they don't care to fire back at you. I mean, They're only going to rush at you. That's what the Death Guard do with um, the, the Reaping, right? Yes. Where yeah, you lose all movement, no phase, movement phase reactions. Except you get the advanced reaction, which is shooting phase anyway, but lets you move a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's All right. Weird. So, Red Sands, in any given turn, Angron may make as many challenges as there are. <laughs> I forgot about this rule. So, sorry. In any given turn, Angron may make as many challenges as there are enemy models with a character subtype or Primarch unit sub, uh, Primarch unit type locked in combat with him up to his current number of attacks. Pull out all the challengers and fight them in an order decided by Angron's strong player during the challenge part of the fight subphase. And save. Uh, yeah, okay. So, okay. Basically, you are essentially challenging as many people as you want to up to the number of current number of attacks that you have. The reason it says current number of attacks, by the way, is be later on rule. There's a reason why. Yeah. All models challenged by Angron and Angron himself count as being in a challenge and follow the rules for challenge. Um, and basically, yeah, he just challenges multiple people, if I'm reading this paragraph correctly, up to the number of current number of attacks he has. Yes. Yeah, so he can. And he must them. allocate. Oh, sorry, I should have also. He must allocate one attack to each of the challengers. Yeah, he has to actually actively fight everyone. If there's a Primarch in that grouping, he has to swing at the Primarch first. And if he dies in this, the challenge ends when he dies. When he dies. Yeah. And the effect then ends immediately as well. Which is hilarious. I love this rule. So stupid much. It's It's nice because sometimes, oh, I have my character I care about, and I have my sergeant, and you make a challenge, and my sergeant's going to die heroically. That doesn't happen here as Angron. I'm just going to challenge nope. both of them. Ironically, and I'm put every attack but one at the guy I care about. Also, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you chosen warrior? Oh, okay. I'm going to issue four challenges <laughs> into the unit. <laughs> Because usually, you know, you do your chosen warrior to, like, try to, like, stop him from nuking someone. But no, no, no. Angron's angry. Well, chosen warriors actually doesn't trigger. Because it's specifically no. character and primarch subtypes. Yeah. They're chosen warrior oh, is a character. You just okay. get to accept challenges like a character. Oh, God. And issue them like a character. So, yeah, no chosen warrior. Oh, you don't nice. care about them. They're not important enough. So you're getting, what, Sergeant plus Apothecary plus HQ, something like that? Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. It's not terrible. 
Wait, it's still way, cool as yeah, all hell. It's still cool. And the reason it says current number of attacks is because he has the butcher's nails. At the start of each of the controlling player's turn after the first, Angron gains plus one to his attack characteristics for the rest of the battle to a maximum of 10 attacks at the start of the controlling player's fifth turn. That means if the battle lasts that long. If Angron is in reserves at the start of the controlling player's turn when this rule has no effect and his attacks do not increase that turn. Additionally, any to hit rolls made in any assault phase targeting a unit that includes Angron always count the majority of weapon skills to target unit as three, regardless of the actual weapon skill of the models in that unit. So the unit is easier to hit. Yeah. It's got the, uh, the, the, the red butcher rule. Yeah. But every single turn he's on the board plus one attack. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, he's a problem you got to try. To, if you care about it, you have to try to take him down early. Which is funny because you used to be able to shoot him because he only had a three-up armor save. But now Armor of Mars is a two-up armor save and a four-up invulnerable save. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Speaking, before I get to his weapons, his... his, his um. What's we call His pistol is actually good. It's a plasma pistol. It's 12 inches, strength 7, AP 2, gets hot, master crafted. So, I mean. Yeah, he actually has a gun run. you would shoot. Yeah, he has, he actually has a gun. Remember, you could pick your targets. So, maybe shoot the apothecary. Or shoot I'm going to challenge uh, him. I don't care about shooting your apothecary. Well, no, shoot it, and then you charge in. Ah, see? Tap the head. No, I'm going <laughs> to challenge everyone so, that's in there. Murder strike overrides apothecaries because instant death. Well, I was going to say, the reason I didn't even care about Strength 8 on the charge, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is because he has Gore Father and Gore Child. They are the same exact weapon. They are both plus one Strength, or Strength 7. They are both AP2. They are both Specialist Weapons, so you get another attack right there, by the way, I should point out. They're both Armor Bane Melee. They're both Murder Strike 3 up, and they're both Shred. Yeah. So, on a turn two charge, he gets one plus attack, because he gets the Butcher Nails. That's seven attacks. He charges, eight. He's a world eater, nine. He's got two weapons, ten. So, on turn two, if he charges you, he is hitting you with ten attacks at strength nine. Yeah. Oh, if he's outnumbered, eleven. <laughs> so fucking nuts. I love it. I love it. Yeah. He's good at what he does. Yes. This is the literal blender of the blenders. Yeah. Um, he 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 might not be the best Primark killer necessarily. I, um, mm. I, we, we can go through arguments of that later. Yeah, that's but, later. But overall, for everything else, he is. Yeah, this is this is insanity. This is insanity. Yeah, he's, he's pretty killer, damn killer. All it always comes down to also considering initiatives and some other things, but we'll go through that. Very true. But even so, Primark killer. I mean, even if he charges a Primark on turn two, that's still, uh, well, it wouldn't be eleven. It'd be not. It'd still be uh, nine attacks. Yeah. It's well, not the, bad. The, the big thing versus that is you have to think about who's he fighting, what initiative are they, and what weapon do weapon they get skill you? are there? Yeah. Now, somewhat weapon are. skill, obviously, yes. Um, but also like when do they get the swing? Because some people have very scary weapons, and maybe they go earlier, or maybe they have three mm. invulnerable saves. So, and you're a good weapon skill as well. Because if you're also his same weapon skill, he's going to miss half the half the swings 
you know, on average kind of stuff. So there's something to be said for that. But no, he's super cool. Like this is when you think blender, this is, this is blender. Absolutely. This is straight blender. Um, I don't know if I would say he does the most difference for his army, but he does what his army does to a absolute T. Any other thoughts on uh, the murderous man there? Um, I'm not a fan of his model. I will say that. I don't like it. Maybe it's because he's running. Maybe it's because he's got a guy wedged in his ass. I don't. So I, this is just. No, it's not quite wedged. I don't like models with things on the base. Okay. Let me rephrase that. Sorry. With, 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 with models on the base. I don't mind if it's a rock. I don't mind if it's a tank. Um, Although tanks push it for me, but I don't like it when I see Marines on my base or, or Tau on my base or, or Tyranids on my base, because if I'm not fighting that army, it kind of breaks my immersion a little bit that I like. I can see that. So I always model my, even though I used to do clear bases because I wanted to match the mat, my, if you notice the bases I have now, yeah, they're Sector Imperialis, but there's nothing, there's no like Eldar on them. There's no nothing. All my bases that I have, the demon bases, the desert bases, there's no something on it. And even a uh, Kabanda, which I still haven't painted yet, has a big, um, has like two, two space brains on it. Right to uh, Blood Angels, I'm going to carve them out. I'm going to literally cut those uh, corpses out because I yeah. don't want to paint them, and I don't like that on my bases. But that's just a pet peeve. No, I, I I see that. I'm I'm just not a big fan of the model overall. But that is a thing for me. I'm not huge when your base has a bunch of other models on it. All right, so that takes us to the next guy. And since I actually play this Legion, I will take the next guy. So we're going to talk about Mortarion at 425 points. Uh, like I said, he's the pale king. He's the paciest man this side of uh, Kurz, um, and obviously leads the Death Guard. Um, so he is both move and weapon skill seven, so a little bit slower than some of the guys, a little bit lower weapon skill than a few of them, but skill six. He is strength, toughness, and wounds of seven, so a little bit better than they have been so far on average. Initiative five, so a little bit slow with his six attacks, ten leadership, two up save. Um, that part is pretty common. Um, he has. The Barbarian Plates, he has Silence, he has the Lantern, he comes with seven Phosphex Bombs. <laughs> oh, no, just in case you have seven turns. Yeah, you can only throw one bomb a turn, right? Can you, I mean, can't technically you, two. I'll say you could throw it in, yeah, Overwatch or Overwatch. Reaction. Could you reaction it? Someone gets close and I just hug. I mean, yeah, technically. Okay, so, okay, tech, okay, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, I'm okay, going to throw okay. it, and now you're going to walk through it to charge me. You're going to hate it. He also has frag grenades. Who gives um, a shit? <laughs> like, it makes sense. Someone in the unit has to. I just find it funny that, like, they make sure they... Well, they have he to. Then seven Phosphix bombs, and he grabs, like, a frag grenade. <laughs> yes. um, he is bulky six. He is really big. Um, he will not die four up, or it will not die four up. He has fear two, which is great, and Mantine will three up, because the Legion in general hates psychers. Um, he also has hatred psychers. <laughs> I was just going to say. Yep. Um, he has Shadow of the Reaper. He has Predinatural Resilience. He's, of course, a traitor. And he has his bespoke warlord trait that they all have. So for his warlord trait, all friendly units composed of entirely models that are Death Guard in the same army as him, including him himself, ignore all penalties to their leadership caused by fear and shell shock special rules when locked in combat 
sorry, as my apologies, and when locked in combat, suffer no penalty to the leadership characteristic due to casually suffer during an assault. So if you lose the assault, you are just on base leadership. It's essentially stubborn plus in certain ways. In addition, um, you get an extra reaction in the assault phase as long as he is there. Um, his is probably somewhat low-key, very strong, because in this game, not having penalties to leadership or morales or any of those sort of tests is huge because that's how a lot some armies really want to hit you and hurt you because they're going to cause fear or they're going to have shell shock or they're going to beat you really bad in combat. I mean, this army is kind of known, at least in 40K, they do the same thing in 30K. But in 40K, it's kind of known for being that slow plotting advance. They don't care what's happening. They don't care the damage done to them. They will just try to do their job. This fits that very well. They don't care how many casualties they suffered. They're going to be tougher to run in general. It's one of the less flashy. It's probably the least flashy, but it might be kind of low-key one of the very good ones because it's just nice and useful. All right. Um, his armor gives him a two-up save and a four-up invul. Nice and simple. Um, Shadow the Reaper. As long as he is not embarked on any model in reserved, locked in combat, or part of a unit um, with the retinue or death shroud retinue special rules, in the player shooting phase, in lieu of making a shooting attack, Mortarian may redeploy by his controlling player. This counts as an alternative form of movement and cancels the benefits of their special rule. Because remember, Death Guard special rule is if you move normal, you essentially count as stationary. That doesn't happen for him. Um, you'll notice he also wasn't necessarily relentless, so that might matter, but his weapon's going to be assault anyway. Um, it just means essentially like charging and stuff like that is issues. Um, if he uses this option, so if this option is used when Matarian is removed from the battlefield, leaving any unit that he's a part of. So he goes off the battlefield, leaves anyone behind. The controlling player then redeploys him anywhere on the battlefield that's within 10 inches of his original position, as long as you can fit him, and it's not within three inches of an enemy model. So he has to stay further than that normal one inch. He has to stay outside of three. He may not be placed in an impassable train or inside a vehicle or a building. That would be hilarious if he could. Um, it's not counted as a move as such, and the intervening terrain does not affect him. So just place him within 10 anywhere you like. He may charge normally in that turn, but he counts as making disorder. So they talked about that he doesn't count essentially as a stationary. This does allow him to charge, even though it's not a standard move. So you can just pop out 10 inches somewhere else as long as you're not already in combat and you're not in a retinue or inside of something already. Um, if you're in a good position to kind of like want him to go off on his own, you can just pop him over further than he moves naturally because only moves seven. Further, you can be outside of three inches of someone, go and get the charge in and go carve him up. Um, any hits that, so preternatural resilience, any hits that are allocated to him that are poisoned, rending, or fleshbane only affect them on a six. So Fleshbane, Poison Rending, all of it is essentially reasonably useless versus him, which is great because, you know, you know, he grew up in Barbarous. He's in, inhaled so much poisons, the toxins and terrible things. It doesn't matter to him anymore. Um, his scythe is silence. It's a power weapon. It's plus one strength. So that makes it strength eight. So he's doubling out Marines, AP two. It's melee. 
instant death, just instant death at all the time. Yeah, instant, yeah. Yep, Sunder. So can reroll versus trying to pen vehicles and things like that. It's two-handed and reaping blow two. So get in. You can send him off on his own. Hit more than one model. And you're going to be sitting, if you charged, um, eight attacks, nine if you get your charge bonus, which if you did your special move, you don't. But all your attacks are instant death. And, whoa. My apologies. Give me one second. My phone. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Is that the badass yep. alarm going off? No. No, that is my phone. So my phone is new. That is my phone trying to call 911. I don't know why. Wait, what the my, fuck? It was um, in my pocket. And it, when you go to the lock screen, it gives you, like, put in your code, or the bottom is, hey, call, like, 911, call emergency. And oh, it no. gives you that alarm to be like, yo, you're about to call 911. So um, it happened one time before. Oh, boy. <laughs> Luckily, I cancel before the call even starts. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's not stressful at all. No. It, the other time it happened, I just missed and hit the button. This time, I was sitting in my pocket. <gasps> I don't know how that happened. Um, but That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, but that's does okay just otherwise. Me, or does Mortarian hit harder than more than uh, Angron in combat? With the strength eight always and instant death always. Like just pure like I'm punching you in the face power, I think he's better. Although he has less attacks, dramatically, right? Yeah. Uh... As turns go on, he will. In the beginning, not so much. He won't be that many less because he's six attacks. Um, if he can base multiple models, he's essentially eight plus one on charge if he gets the charge bonus. Nine versus like round two, Angron is ten. So it's not that many less, but as turns go on, it'll start being a couple extra less. It'll start I will say the, the native instant death versus the murder strike three up is nice because if you do roll that two, it feels bad. It's not murder strike exactly, but instant death is just instant death, which is that that is nice. Yeah, a, a flat, is, flat is the death contemptor, which is really funny. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's very good against ones like that because all of his swings are just automatically instant death. And remember, he's the toughness. Sorry, he's strength seven, makes him strength eight, so. Even on the twos or something like that, or you know, or, or the threes in that case, or anything like that, it, it's an automatic. So he probably it's just about as hard, depending on the thing. There's certain spots where he starts to fall behind, but like pound for pound versus the things you probably are going to be swinging at, he's just as good. I'm surprised he does not have rad grenades. I mean, that's huh. what the rest of the Legion is for? Question mark? Yes. I know, but I'm just... I, I, There's I ways to get those. I mean, honestly, I every Primarch benefits from rad grenades. So, yeah. I mean, just have some destroyers, like, flying up next to your Primarch. Just just, just, no, just, it's just really funny that radio, I would think blow. that out of all the Primarchs, he'd be the one that has it. All right. No, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Right, he's got Phosphex bombs in that alone. It's kind of cool enough. Seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and his range weapon is a lantern. 18 inches. It's plasma. It's strength 8, AP 2, assault 1, and sunder. Um, you, like, I don't care. I'm going to be throwing. Plasma gun? Be throwing that's fun. Yeah, but I'm going to be throwing Fox Specs bombs because that's more fun. Uh, but the and range. The range. That's the only problem is the range. Technically, remember, sure. it's, six, it's technically 8 inches because it's 6 inches to throw the bomb, but creeping death. Uh, Ooh. We have to touch the model first. Yeah, I know exactly. It's still 6 inches. Uh, it, wait, hold on. 
not the entire circle doesn't have to be within six, just the middle. The center has to be within six, yeah. So you got what's it's a, it's about, so it's you have to have an enemy model so within seven and a half six inches. inches. About seven and a half. But then well, it adjusts half, yeah. to Yeah. But the first model has to be within the six. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm I'm so I'm my goal with him is to get close enough to assault people. That's what he wants to do. I'm throwing a Phosphorex bomb in your face. That is the fair. weapon is not bad. A strength at AP2, assault one, I'm not quite as impressed with. But that means there's that one model I want dead. Fire at that one model. But I'm not sure what he's worried about. Mortarian's um, great. He's beefy. He hits like a truck. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I might need him. I don't actually have him. I don't think I have him. I don't remember if I ordered him. I guess we'll find out whenever our he order. He also helps with morale. Like he's he's just all around yeah. solid, and yeah. he's one of the cheaper ones. I mean, not yes. much of a difference. He's twenty five points less than the others. Ooh, but um, wow, yeah. Mortarian, fuck yeah, yeah. And he's got nice Fulgrim, little bonuses. Beer nice. might cut him up just because he's gonna get so many extra attacks. Yeah, and he's first. Like the, the one big thing. thing. But uh, if Mortarian is swinging on like anything short of a Primark, he's annihilating it. Yeah, I, I, I think like when we do our Primark sort of comparison and discuss like where ranking Primarks, we're gonna have we're gonna have some base rules like there's only so many Primarks that are gonna fit into each level because it's boring if like man every Primark's great. No, you got to tear them out. But also, you know, Primark v Primark is a very different conversation than just like Primark in general. And I think when you're discussing the Primarks in general, I think that that needs to be the main discussion and then how do they do versus each other is the whole separate yeah. talk because that you know like yeah that's cool to make a primark via primark but like that's you know that that's it, most of the things they do don't speak to any of what they do versus a primark it's like how is their weapon how is their speed how many attacks that's the only part you care about then all the rest of it matters all the rest of the time and i think that's the much more interesting conversation but no he's great the stuff he has is absolutely great. Um, I definitely need to get this guy at some point. Um, I don't remember how cool his model is. So uh, get out of here. His model is pretty generic. I, I do like it, though. His model is pretty generic. I, I clicked back, and it took me to Middle Earth. Yeah. Get out of here. You have the, I, I think you got the model, right? I'm I don't sure remember. Then. But we're going to find out. Um, let me do. take a I look at this point. If, if I do, cool. If I don't, that's fine. Or I think you just ordered point. it and it's on its way. Yeah, that's the part I can't remember. Um, I got I'm behind on painting so many other things, so it really doesn't matter. I'm also way too lazy. Um, to check. <laughs> I, it, it, like it don't matter if he's there. Cool. If not, I, I still haven't put together uh, the lion. Um, I don't think I ordered it because I think I'm kind of meh on his model. It's not bad. Um. The way they painted the skin, they kind of went for pale, but it actually makes him look more of like a skeleton rather than just pale. And maybe that's the part that throws me. But and I do, I do their armor a little bit different. But I'm looking forward to in the future actually putting it together. And his backpack is nuts. Did they give me a good picture of that thing? That thing's crazy looking with its pipes and all. So he's got a real cool backpack. That must be give give him his exercise because it's extra huge. And all of his grenades hanging off of him. And he's, uh, you know, seven wounds. That's got to count for something, too. Oh, absolutely. It does count for something. The, ex the extra wound helps. Being a Primark, only having six wounds. Like, yeah, you're tough. But you're not You're not invulnerable. People can get through you. People fire enough shots at you. You're, you're going to fail saves. It can happen. 
Like I right. definitely failed f- three or four two up saves in a row. Yeah. And it definitely weren't re rollable saves against the Blast Template, and it definitely didn't happen earlier today. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so many flavors. Well, hey, get get good with yeah. rolls. Just have uh, to fair. Honestly, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's the Salamander's dice, man. They they understand. Yes, we are the Istvan Legion. We are here yeah. to die for the narrative. Here's what you do: you 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 call Dan up, you make him FaceTime it, and he just rolls your dice. Yeah, there you go. Much. Yeah, Dan, much. can, can you please roll dice for me? Can yeah. I just like hide as my, you, as my you official dice roller? I mean, you laugh, but like when when he plays one of our friends, he rolls the dice for both sides. Yep. And it doesn't matter what dice I roll. It's literally will it'll always be it'll always be the same thing. Not no, it's yeah. not always the same thing. But he tends to roll things that seem a little bit out of the ordinary. But um why don't we move on to the man in red? The um, other one who communicates over long distances to do strange things with chances and percentages. Um Magnus the Red. Um this is expensive boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the, the other fabulous bird boy. Um, although it's not a bird just yet. Magnus the Red is, I think, the most expensive most expensive Primarch at 500. Of horse. Yes. Horse, base five... horse is 600. Oh, is he still? Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. yeah. No, he's 600. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's 600. Okay, so the second most expensive Primarch, Magnus the Red, right? He's pretty cool. He's got movement of 8, weapon skill of 7. And then everything else is sixes until we get to leadership 10 and a two-up save. Um, so he's got a very generic stat line. Why is he so expensive? His stat line is like pr- generic Primark. Believe me, it's not the stat line. Well, we, that's he, He's burying mm-hmm. the lead. Let the, let the yeah. man, uh, let let the man, the man bury the lead. Magic okay. here. All right. Yeah. So oh, what, you, what's his unit type? Oh, he's a Psyker. That's cool. Um, he's got the Horned Raiment. He's got the Blade of Aon the... Inerta. Inerta. <laughs> on Inerta. Inerta. I, I yeah. totally I completely like flawlessly got through that. <laughs> um, it has a Sci-Fi or Serpenta that has the all-important Primarch pistol, of course. And, of course, the Frag Grenades. Can't leave home without your Frag Grenades. He's a Thousand Sun, Master of the Legion. He is the Arch Sorcerer. He has Deep Strike because he's going to step through the warp. He's got the, what's it called? You know, the, um, the Space Stone, yo. Um, he has adamantium will three up, so you're gonna psychic bolt me. How about no? Um, he has shrouded five up. Thank God the FAQ fixed that. <laughs> that would be two primarchs that wouldn't get their rules otherwise. Yeah, ridiculous. So this one I assume represents like warp energy, or is that representing his like um, divination? I think it's. I think it's literally I the think warp it's more divination. Oh, I thought it was me, just warp energy. I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it could be divination. Like he's maybe not where you think, or maybe even his ability to like telekinetically put like you know the image of himself somewhere else. Like you don't know necessarily mm, where uh-huh. he is, or to hide himself. I think it's it's a combination of ideas. Let us know in the uh, in the chat what you think. Yeah. What is the Shadow Five Up representing? Exactly. Especially if you read more of his stuff. I read the book, but it was so long ago. I don't know if they like gave a nice definitive idea. You read books? Hot nerd. Not anymore. All right. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, let's see. He's also got the Eye of the Crimson King. Well, he is the Eye of the Crimson King. He is locked in to be a traitor. And he's the Sire of the Thousand Sons. Um, 
His Warlord trait says, all infantry in the same army is back into the red, with the Psycho subtype. Uh, Which is like all of them. Yeah, spoiler, it's, 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 it's all of them. It's all of them. Um, they gain Adamantium wheel six up, and if they already have it, they increase it by one. So if you were like a four, if it's a three up and so on. Um, and any Thousand Suns model that suffers part of the warp reduces the wound suffered by one to a minimum of one wound. Not to zero, but to one. Still helps. Still helps. Um, in addition, an army with Magnus the Red as a warlord gets an extra reaction in the opposing player's assault phase as long as Magnus has not been removed as casualty. Um, okay, that's not bad. It's not bad. Um, it reinforces leaning into Psychers a little bit. Yeah. I the don't first, think it's my favorite, though. No, the first, the first line, half is useless. Well, the, no, the first line is worded that way because notice it's in the army. So if you have allies, oh, they're not Psyker, they don't get the Amantian will. So that's why it's not, that's why it's worded that way. Because um, the second ability says, oh, when you're a thousand sun. True. So that it, is very I, true. Not that it helps that much, but that's why they word it that way. So there is some sort of weird re- interactions you can have, but otherwise, I think the warlord trait's very mad. Yeah, no, this one does not impress me. All right, so what uh, makes this guy five hundred and twenty points? Like a hundred points of the warp ahead is of huge, the others. Though. That one. Oh is no, absolutely. Though. As long as you build Super. into it, but then that's so much dice rolling. Of am I actually going to make my powers work? Um, but at least then you have less of the negative. Like without yeah. that, I'm really concerned about ever rolling my powers with hey let one less i'm probably gonna roll them a little more often so the rest of it is garbage but that part i'm, I'm kind of happy with all right all right so what does he do why is he so expensive all right so he is the arch sorcerer so he has access to all of the core psychic disciplines in the core psychic discipline lists basically all the spells in the main rule book he has to, to simplify that as much as possible he has them, all of them um, when making a shooting attack or attacking during an assault, you can choose any one psychic weapon from any discipline, regardless of which ones he, he's used already in the turn. So he's attacking, uh, he's going to use magic. Big surprise. Um, in each turn, you get, in addition to any other psychic power, he also gets to use a minor arcana from the Thousand Suns roster of minor arcana abilities. And we use a different one each turn. And you automatically pass psychic tests for your minor arcana powers. Um, if I remember correctly, the unit specific powers do not count as minor arcana, right? Like the blade no, cabal does not, it's not it's minor arcana. Yeah, there's the five, uh, what is it, five of them. It's those ones okay. that would count. It's just the ones that match the cults. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, because just the way it talks. Yup. I don't think just double because it's yeah. prospering arcana kind of things. That's the ones in those list. Okay, so God, that's so many spells. I'm just going to assume there's a, something for everything in that toolbox. Yes. Because it pretty much is. Um, for the Thousand Suns ones, just cover them super fast. It's like plus one invul or an extra um, Hammer of Wrath hit when you charge or you get to move faster or you get a um you get to ignore one hit in the shooting phase or yeah what's the last one um oh for the or, or minus leadership to the enemy that you're shooting at 
Yeah. Most of those don't help much. You're probably going to be doing the bonus and vulnerable most of the time. But uh, yeah, he has access to all of it just in case you want it. And there's so many spells in the book. You're going to find something that you need. Uh, my advice, either get the reference cards or print out reference cards. Just Absolutely. get yourself a deck of cards. You have to flip them through the book every 30 seconds. Be like, these are the five I'm going to use the most often. Put those in front of me, like spread out, and then the rest in a stack for just in case. Just like 40k stratagems. Um, okay, so Arch Sorcerer. Lots of magic. Makes sense. He's Magnus. I'm understanding the points now. What's next? The Eye of the Crimson King. When selecting targets for his psychic powers, all models in the range are assumed to be in line of sight. Unless they're in a transport or a building. Okay. So he sees everything. Makes sense. He has the magical, fancy, special eye. Um, and then we have his armor. Gives him a 2 of armor save and a 4 of invulnerable. And if he gets hit with a destroyer-type weapons, reduce the wounds it inflicts by 1 to a minimum of 1. That's funny. I like that. Um, for his blade, it's fixed at strength 6. So even if he has, like, super-duper muscle growth spells going off, it still hits at strength 6, right? Yep. Yes. But it is force. It is force, which means you could double it to 12. But the base is still 6. But it's AP1, which is really nice. Um, I don't like it that much. It's two-handed. Eh. It, it's, it's, it's there. He His weapon is not necessarily what you're going to be rushing in the combat to want to work with. Um, I could see, okay, he, he can force it so he can do pretty well if you happen to have a vehicle in the way or anything like that. But yeah, his, his melee stuff is nothing to write home about because... He doesn't have some of the extra bonuses. But, hey, if you get the strength 12 AP1 with six, seven attacks on the charge, that's good. And he deep yeah. strikes. So that's fun. I'm sure you get more attacks through spells, too, because I know there were some last edition that did that. There's probably something to do it again this edition. I'm sorry. Yeah. I play Iron Warriors. I don't know magic that well. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, there's there's some good ones that you could do. Even the ones like that shut down reaction, so at least you're not getting hurt when you go in. Oh my god, all I know is telepathy, because it's always that spell. It's always that spell. And no reactions I charge. Yes. Okay, cool. Um you know, he he's pro he might not be the one going at the giant super heavy combat unit, but he's gonna do well against the other ones, especially if you get the force. The only feel bad was would be if you roll to make it strength twelve because I want to double out these these guys and all this kind of stuff, and you fail the test. Because he doesn't auto-pass that. And mm -hmm. I failed tens. Let me tell you. Yeah. Alright. What about his and stupid gun? He's got a plasma and force gun. Um, He's got a 15-inch range, because of course it does. It's strength 3. Because sure, why not? AP2. Assault 3, Death for Great Force. So it is a Volkite with extra steps. Yes. And you can make it Strength 6 if you want. Volkite that's AP2. It's a Volkite that's AP2. I get it. It's AP2, and that's great. But the extra steps, just, just, yes. just come on. Really? I, I, okay, I know he's Leadership 10, and 10's a great number, and you usually pass 10s. I'm going to roll an 11 or 12 every time, I guarantee you. Even if you don't roll it every time, this is one of the spots where, okay, you put him at 520, 
because he has all this potential psychic potential, all these sorts of things. Great. I would have preferred it did him towards a good day, not a bad day. Yes. If, if they thought 520 is fair for all of that, I would have loved to seen him go up, I don't know, 20, 30 points and just, he passes psychic tests automatically, all of them. Because I do have concerns that I'm going to, I'm going to want these cool force things and I'm going to fail and I perils or, Hey, my cool power I want. I fail it and I perils. You're not going to do it a lot, but you know, it can happen. And if it does, that could absolutely swing one of the big things. Like I said, you're going to combat. I'm going against a bunch of Terminators. I want to be strength 12, AP one. I'm going to carve through them. Hey, I failed. Oh, my unit took some wounds and I did my swings. Maybe I killed the Terminator now instead of killing three or four. It, for that many points, just let him pass his test. Don't don't bother taking it. Ten is still a failable number. Not Honestly, often, but it'll happen. I'm flipping through the spells super fast right now. Yeah, of course. And they're not like as crazy as they were last edition. No. Like you have two spells per discipline compared to the six of last edition, which was too much, hundred percent. But like it's like here's a gone. It they're cool but like they're not great you know yeah you get a spell and then you get a weapon that's what all the trees are one spell one weapon and none of it's that crazy um biomancy could be good for not for the unit slash that he's in depending on what you put him with i can see that being nice telepathy is always great telepathy is good that's like the one everyone uses because it's probably the best because it shuts down reactions well, the other thing is you, you technically, because by wording, he can choose what he wants when he wants, right? Yeah. When making a shooting attack or during assault, or sorry, or attacking during an assault. Uh, so, like, if you had a melee psychic weapon, such as um, Biomancer's Rage, you could use that. Okay. So, let me see, because this, this wording here makes a difference. So, okay. When he's shooting or attacking, he can obviously choose whatever weapon he wants. I'm cool with that. He has all the core disciplines. Um, So, correct me if I'm wrong, but does that mean, okay, shooting phase, instead of him shooting his gun, I do biomancy, boom, I up my toughness and strength. Now it's assault phase, start of assault phase, I telepathy. Sure. Yeah, that's how I read it. Yeah, okay, that's the same way I'm reading it. That is good. I still wish for 520, though. He kind of just made his tests. Or help him a little bit, so that way he can auto-do his tests. Because, like I said, you're going to remember those times that you roll bad. And it's going to happen. If you roll that many psychic tests, you are going to start to fail some. Um, But overall, I like him. I, I, I think he is very good. He's just super, super pricey. Um, And his Warlord trait only matters... For the um, perils of the warp, the rest of it I don't. It doesn't really do much. Any other thoughts on this very, very expensive man? No. Okay. Um, so we are on to the last set of three now. I know Dan wants to talk about Alpharius. Um, Steve, do you care who else you talk about? Because you make you him do Arabic. Make him do the word bearers. Make Ew. him do Logar. Gross. <laughs> Why don't you do Lorgar? Because no, no, I know no, I know you love his book so much. 
I haven't read that about in the, years. The God Emperor. Ah. Oh. Actually, Dan, it would How fit amazing very well. He is. It actually would fit very well, but I do want to Because Alpharius. he does demons. Yeah. Yeah. Also true. Actually, I will do actually, you know, I will do Logar. Ooh. You do Alpharius. You guys do Alpharius. I will do Logar because it does talk about demons. There we go. Okay, so am I taking I guess the question is, am I taking Horus? <laughs> it sounds I guess that, way. that leaves you with Horus. That's fine with me. I got no problem with that. Okay. We are going to talk about normal horse, not the ascended. At the end, we might talk about the ascended. Um, if we can, because it's 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 a full page of text of what it it's does. So we would we would, we would shorten. He's also a thousand about. points. So like, yes. yeah, they made him because they wanted to say like, hey, this happens to this guy. Let's just give you the crazy. Like, you probably shouldn't do it ever. Or hey, you're going against the side and they're bringing like multiple primarchs. Go go bring this guy. Go see what happens. Um, and it gives you a taste of what the emperor would be. Um, okay, so Horse Looper Call. He's 600 points. Um, he is the War Master, all this sort of thing. So, his normal, quote unquote, normal stat line he is move and weapon skill eight, ballistic skill six. He is strength, toughness, and wounds of seven. His initiative and attacks are both six, 10 leadership, two up save, obviously. Um, he has the Serpent's Scales. He has the War Master's Talon, World Breaker, his uh, Cognus Signal. And he, of course, has frag grenades. Um, he is, of course, unique. And they do talk about on the same page, they talk about the Ascended version, which makes him corrupted. So he's not naturally corrupted. He's a master of legion, of course. He's the master of war. He's the master of weapons. He can deep strike as well. He's a traitor. And obviously, he leads the Sons of Horus. Um, if you want to ascend him, it's 400 extra points. He costs 1,000. Um, his warlord trait, very short and simple. Um, all models that are had the infantry unit type in the same army as him. So again, it doesn't care about if they're sons of Horus or not. Just in the same army, get one extra, one extra leadership, and they're stubborn. Um, this is That's another case. Really good. Yes, Th this is one of those cases where again, it's not flashy, but it is just across the board amazing because mm -hmm. the extra leadership is really, really strong. This game, the leaderships tend to be a little lower and stubborn. I'm not getting reduced by all these things that normally reduce me. Great. No one wants to fail when they're serving the War Master and he would carve you up like a Christmas goose if you do. Um, Master of War. Once per battle, at the start of any turn where Horse Looper calls controlling player is the reactive player. So once per battle, at the start of a turn when your opponent is going, the special rule may be activated for the duration of the turn in which the special rule is activated. The reaction allotment for the army, including him, is raised by plus one in every phase. So once per game, when you're the reactive player, your allotments are plus one in all the phases. That's now, not bad. yeah, so that means essentially you have two allotments in all the phases. M minimum, you might have some extras. Oh, his um. Because his warlord trait doesn't give you an extra reaction. No, it does not. No, it does yeah. not. But once per turn, you have tons of reaction. So that's nice. Exactly. Um, I still, you know, for 600 points, I still would have given him an extra reaction somewhere. So many points. It's so, so many. Um, Master of Weapons. During, during the assault phase, um, he can never be hit by a melee attack on a score better than a four up. 
regardless of the weapon skill of the opponent. In addition, during the assault phase, Horus may choose to split his attacks between any of the weapons he's equipped with, declaring which attacks will be used and with which weapon profile before any of them are rolled. So he can use all of his weapons. Normally, you have to choose a weapon in general, but he can choose anything he wants. And he's never hit on any better than a four. So now, that's kind of tough because he's weapon skill eight, but no one hits him better than a four. Exactly. I think um, Sanguinius was nine. Is that no? It's not Sanguinius was eight. I don't know. I don't think so. But if remember. you have bonuses, like the lion has a bonus with his weapon of um, plus one to hit. Or if someone has a plus one to hit, that's really what it is. It's not so much your weapon skill. So I know like it would affect mm. the lion and a few other small cases. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't affect much, but it, it is useful. Um, he, of course, is a two up and a three up invul save. Um, so two up regular save, three up invul save. Um, for his weapons, because he essentially has two melee weapons and the one can shoot some shots. Uh, Worldbreaker, it's a strength 10 AP2. It's melee, mastercrafted, brutal two, sunder, but is unwieldy. His other weapon, because kind of talking about it, goes hand in hand because he's allowed to split, unlike most other things. Um, one is shooting, one is assault. Um, if you're shooting, it counts as a bolt weapon. In shots, it's it's a strength 5 AP3 twin link bolter. That's really what it is. Um, for his melee, it's a strength user. He was, what was it, 7. I had to check some of my number six, seven, AP two, melee shred, and deflagrate. Um, being able to split is nice. There is certain times when you really want that strength ten, depending on what you're going against. Brutal two. So if you're going against um, dreadnoughts or anything like that, or if dreadnoughts are near what you're going against, I can see that. The talent is really good. It goes to deflagrate on. And a shredding AP two weapon. AP two is that's what I was going to say. The deflagrate is what what gets me for the talent, because yeah, yeah okay, the world breaker is great. Don't get me wrong, brutal two strength ten is Jesus Christ. But if he's getting swamped by, um, you know, by infantry, the yeah. world breaker is going to smack someone. But that's it. The deflagrate on the claw is absolutely going to cleave through people. Yeah, the talons what you use for your one wound models. The world breaker is what you use for your multi wounds. I would even say for like two wound models, like terminators, I'd still use the talons. Believe it or not, I would still use the talons only because it's AP two and deflagrate. But I don't want to do the math. So well, here's the thing though: the other one's brutal too. So if I hit uh, you, yeah. you're going to take two saves on a four up. On average, seventy five percent of the time, you will fail a save. Yeah, at a minimum of one save, which means you're dead. Very true. Very true. Um. Only because of that. If it wasn't brutal, then I wouldn't. Um, splitting the attacks, I again, it's nice that you can do it. I don't see that being quite as useful. And not being hit on Betty better than a four, it's really hard not to be him to hit him on better than a four anyway. Um, tell me why I shouldn't be underwhelmed by him. Because I am. Okay. I don't want to be mean. But... If you recall, we were yeah. kind of underwhelmed with the Legion in the first place anyway. That's true. Like with when we looked at Justarians, we were like, okay, but what do they do? Yeah. Remind so, me, what's, what's a Cognisignum do? I don't remember. Cognisignum? Yeah. yeah like, uh, it's a base warlord. Normal. It's a base war gear because it ain't listed for oh. him. 
Okay, give me a second. Da, da, yeah, da, I just da, don't da. recall. Da, 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 uh, hold on. I have to, generic Legion Warrior. What is it called? Sorry? Cognus Signum. Oh, it's under C. Stupid. Yes. Cognus Signum. A model with the Cognus Signum. He gains a night vision special rule. In addition, um, you cannot make a shooting attack, and all of the models in the same unit get plus one to the ballistic skill. Okay. Okay. Neat, but for 600 points, I don't. I'm not sitting you back with a unit that really wants to shoot. For 600 points, you better go earn. I mean, he's a beef stick. I, yeah, I don't. Well, okay, okay, but is I, he is he more of a beef stick than a? He's got deep model? strike. Wait, 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 wait. He's got deep strike natively. Okay, that's not bad. But deep if I roll poorly, very... he might not come in for several turns. Very true. Because um, we saw that on some of the others. Some of the others have deep strike, which is a nice concept. But if I can't guarantee when you come in, it's not going to do me any good. Because what happens if you don't come in for till like multiple turns? Why if you don't turn until turn four? I paid 600, 600 points to let this go guy go hang out in the yeah. on his ship. I, I, I want to be nice. Game. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, but it's like, uh, I don't know, man. Steve, are we wrong? Do you see this man as, as a 600-point thing? Steve there? Did, did he tell us he had to step away? He did. I was going to just say he said be right back on the thing. Got it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't looking at that. Okay. Um, you guys were all – you guys were talking a whole bunch of stuff while we're – what we're doing here <laughs> um for as large as my screen is i don't i don't have the discord that i'm looking at while while this is going on no he said I, be right back real quick but yes. honestly like I, i'll be honest we we when we reviewed sons of horse and this is no insult to the sons of people who play sons of horse you were just kind of like meh sons right? of horse players got a great paint scheme and a very underwhelming army yeah yeah i i love their look i love the symbols the eye of horus i think it, it is not even just to say the word iconic because obviously it is but it's a great look it's a very you know that on the standard colors that you do is great the model itself for horus and we both kind of said that we don't really like the old model the new model's better the ascendant that's going to come out in the future i i just don't see this guy as 600 points i don't see about him what does it yeah there's oh, several things that I'm just um, scratching your head. Yeah, where it's like it's nice things. Okay, like Master of War is great for that one turn. Okay, but it's only that one turn. Master Weapons is nice, but I'm probably not going to be hurt much worse on a four up unless it's a Primarch, and even then, still rare, so not as useful. Splitting the weapons is neat. His weapons are good, but. They're not so nuts compared to other people's weapons that we've seen that were, you know, 150, 175 or so points less. I just, it feels to me like they wanted to give him a nice round number. And I'm not quite sure he's worth it, which is weird to say. I mean, you can decide if you think a Primark's worth it because they're super expensive anyway, but it feels like he's at a, at a, at a reasonable disadvantage for, mm. um, for what he does but all right when when uh when steve comes back we'll see if he has any other thoughts on him but um you we're going to take lorgar is that correct yeah let's take logar oh, lorgar i'll take him so lorgar the actual betrayer um <laughs> the creator of the god emperor himself um or the at least the image of the god emperor hey, he's the cause of and solution to all of his own problems pretty much 
we totally don't worship his book. Uh, he's 415 points, so he is he's cheap. Cheap. Yeah, he's, yeah. wow, dirt cheap. Well, well take hard. a look at him. We see why. Let's see. Yeah, so he's weapon skill 6, ballistic skill 6, strength 6, toughness 6, wound 6, initiative 6, 5 attacks, leadership 10, 2 up 7. He's, he, I think he's the weakest Primarch, which he makes sense. He is the weakest Primarch, absolutely. Yeah, it makes absolute amount of sense. Uh, he's a psyker, uh, which will come into play later. He's got the armor of the word, illuminaria. Uh, Illuminarium. Illumin- it's not, no, it's not Illuminarium. It's Illuminarum. Which Illuminarum. That's annoying. Fine. Yeah, it's annoying. Devotion. Also frag grenades, of course. Um, he also can become transfigured. I'm just going to check something real quick. Oh, I will talk about the transfigured because compared to Horus, this is a paragraph. Horus is an entire page Uh, so you can become transgiver for 25 points it will not die crusader fortress of the word power of the word and he's word barriers all right so let's find his warlord trait all units composed entirely of models which have the legion of starters word bearer special rule and which can draw a line of sight to logar at plus one to the result of charge distances role made for them and may use logar's leadership for leadership tests morale checks pity tests for them in addition you get an extra reaction in the, the opposing player's assault phase. Okay. All right, so you don't get one in your own assault phase. You never Although, do. Yeah, no, you never do. What am I talking about? What's... Saying your opponent... Oh, shh, 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 hush. <laughs> so you get an extra reaction in your opposing player's assault phase. Okay, so this is actually really good. Plus one to charge. Excellent. Love that. And you can use leadership 10 on on morale checks and pinning checks. That's, that's pretty neat. That's a solid that... rule. That helps a lot uh, to a certain extent. It Well, here's the thing. It almost circumvents their rule because the whole idea of their rule is their leadership never goes below a six. Now, um, if you lose a giant combat, obviously you might get down to six, but from 10, you're probably just going to be a bit better anyway. So it, it, it kind of, it makes sense that that's his rule, but it kind of lowers a little bit of what their overall rule does. Yeah. But it's still a neat one. All right, so oh, yeah, fortress of the I, I, overall it's nice. Fortress of the word, so he knows the psychic discipline. Uh, th- uh, I always never I know how to say this one. Is it thermatur- uh, th- thaumaturgy? Thaumaturgy, yeah, uh, and divination, uh, which are two really good ones. I don't know what the thaumaturgy is. I know, I remember what. Oh, hold on, give me a sec. I don't know. I say that I don't remember, but then again, I have the cheat sheet. So. Thaumaturgy to remind ourselves is what is this? Let me see here. It's a template. Okay, so it's a flamer template at AP3, strength for AP3. Yeah. Um and where is uh I'm trying to find this what what the actual uh psychic power is because I see the oh instead of making a shooting attack, uh select a friendly unit within 12 inches to make a psychic check. If it's passed on a five up, uh, regain a single wound. Okay. I mean, eh. <laughs> what's the other one? Divination? Let me yeah. see. Divination. Uh, oh, this is the one where you give precision strike six up. Yes. Okay. Or you get precision strike five up. Okay. And you have a sniper strength six AP two shot. Okay. That one I like more. I like divination more. That, that, that for like the that. other unit, for the other yeah, people exactly. in his unit where to hand out is not bad. He obviously yeah. already has where he calls his shots. 
So, power of the word. Any Legion Command Squad, Legion Cataphractic Command Squad, or Tartarus Command Squad, selected as a retinue squad with Logar as its leader, gains the Fearless and Feel No Pain 4-up special rule. Uh, in addition, once per battle, one friendly unit composed entirely models with the infantry or cavalry unit type, at least one model within 18 inches of Logar. Um, There's an R more, in there. What did I say? Logar? Oh, I say Logar. Yeah, you're saying Logar. Yeah, Logar. Uh, may be selected at the start of any game turn. That chosen unit gains the Fearless and Feel No Pain special rule for the duration of the game turn. All right. That's neat. So your retinue has four up Feel No Pain, and once per battle, you can select one model uh, that is within 18 inches, and that unit gains four up Feel No Pain and Fearless. That's neat. I actually yeah. like that a lot. That's That, that could be really nasty the, if you get second. charged. Yeah. Yeah, the second like part just... is nice because you might not be taking a retinue. Exactly. But at least you still get the other effect. That's really nice. I like that. Armor of the word. We're talking about a two-up armor save and a four-up invulnerable save. Uh, it increases to three-up invulnerable save. It is infected by a force or... Okay, so you get it with a force or second focus special rule or wounds inflicted by perils of the warp. You take a three-up invulnerable. Okay. Yep. I'm not impressed with him so far. Let's see what else he's got. Um, Devotion is a pistol, range 12, <laughs> not 15, like normal. Strength 8, AP 1. Oh, I like this pistol already. I see AP what it two. does. Yeah, AP 2. Pistol 1, Concussive 2, Graviton Pulse, Haywire, Mastercrafted. So it's a yeah, one-shot Haywire gun. gun. Yeah, it's a Graviton gun, but it's with Concussive 2, not Concussive 1, which is nice. I wish he had Fear. If he had Fear, I would like this a lot more. Honestly, because then it would play off the concussive. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice shot. Let's see here, the Illuminarum is a power weapon. It's the big mace he has, uh, Morning Star, not mace. Apologies. Yeah. It's strength plus two, which makes him a strength eight, AP two, um, melee, mastercrafted, armor bane, and brutal two. Not unwieldy. No. Interesting. That's that's a one normal one-handed weapon, shouldn't it be? No, but it's strength eight AP two at initiative, which is and brutal two at initiative. Yeah, but that's... remember, this is for a Primarch. This is for a guy who's like four hundred some points. So. No, I know, I understand, but initiative that's not bad. I, I give him props for props to do. That's a pretty good weapon. Um, and then Logar transfigured. If Logar is upgraded with the special rule, he gains the corrupted unit subtype and replaces. Both psychic disciplines with the anathema and diabolic diabolism. No, that's not even where I got screwed up. I didn't even get to that yet. Anathemata and diabolism. Anathemata and diabolism. Psychic disciplines. Uh, in addition, an army that includes all retro screen may fill any non compulsory slot. Uh, with units from the Rune Storm Demon Army list, which we don't have access to. Yay. Nope, not yet. These choices are paid for in points, but they occupy any slots, um, and they enter play by means of Breach the Veil Psychic Power. Ah, uh, okay. Do I, uh, do we have the Anathama, uh, God damn it. Anathemata. All right, so let's see what this does. Pages 107 and 308. Yeah, yeah, here we are. So, um, Oh, okay. Instead of making a shooting attack, you may select a single enemy unit composed entirely of models with the demon or corrupted unit subtype. Oh, this is less... I, that sucks. All models in the target unit reduce their strength and toughness by one. Yeah. and So, do you know what anathema is? 
Oh Maybe. yes, this is sisters. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Okay, yeah. so he's got it. It's the okay. against demons and for against... demons powers. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's so the idea. Go to Dia... Good and the bad of it. I'm assuming Di... Diabolos was in the book or no? Yeah, three at page three nine. I'm trying to find it. I oh, there it is. It's under word bearers for me. Yeah, right, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Uh, when a charge is declared for a model with this power or any unit with this power. The player may choose any psychic check for the model before any dice are rolled to determine the charge distance. If it is successful, you get the Hammer of Wrath 3 special rule and increase the strength and toughness characteristics by 1 for the duration of the assault phase. Okay. So he gets Hammer of Wrath 3 and and strength and toughness plus 1. Okay. And it's got a really shitty uh, <laughs> it's got a really shitty template weapon. Um... Okay, again, so I, okay. The problem is we don't have the demon rules. Without the demon rules, I have zero idea. Like, he's good. He's good, don't get me wrong, but very much like I mentioned with the word bearers when we reviewed it, it's almost like they're missing a piece. They are. I, I feel like they're supposed to be playing with the demons. It makes sense, and I feel like the demons would add something to this army. Wait, wait, wait! You're telling me that word bearers fuck with demons? What? Yeah, no, it's just, it's just, it's, it, I look at this and it's like, listen, it's cool, but I want to. I don't want to review it when the demons come out, but it's like I feel like when the demons come out, this will make a lot more sense. I still like his weapon though. Uh, the strength eight AP two at initiative six with brutal two. That's nice. That be. I, I thought he was going to be the weakest Primark, but honestly, that's a pretty damn good weapon at initiative six. Yeah. Um, being brutal is great. Yeah, at, at initiative six, at strength eight, AP two. Now he is hitting on fives against most of them. Yeah, that's the six. Yeah, yeah. The other thing to keep in mind is with corrupted. If you make him corrupted, he can only go with corrupted units, or uh, essentially it's like demons. Or if he's not corrupted, he can't. So like Galvarback are corrupted. So if you want him with them, you have to corrupt them. And if you do corrupt him, it's going to depending on your army, he might be more limited with who he can meet up, he can join up with. Yeah. later on all right i mean look, listen is he cool yes sit on he's, that fence go ahead he loves sitting on the fence i i, I listen he's i'll be honest it's just, i don't he's see the much like what, just, much like what we said yeah much like what we said with horace he, he's okay like he doesn't like the other ones just wowed me and the horace and lorgar are just like okay they're there yeah but he's also 185 points less than Very the other true. guy who didn't wow you I, I can take him and do more stuff. So I, I think he, he they both run into a problem in that they're in legions that don't inspire us with their rules and okay. abilities. Yeah. I think but, that if you are a player who likes running a tooled up command squad, Lorgar makes sense. I agree. I think that's the okay. main place he makes sense. Like, this is my really cool command squad. It's got my favorite conversions in it. It's like got my favorite melee weapons. That's where Lorgar kind of gets better, missing the demon roster because of the power of the word. Because Philippine four up is no joke. Yeah. And if you're running this army and you want demons, you know, making him transfigured, that's a good way to bring in demons because they're not as easy to bring in as they might have been before. Um, Steve, you weren't here for the discussion. Um, we, while talking about Horus, were exceptionally underwhelmed. I mean, he's a 
big points investment. Yes, that was the problem. We didn't feel and that there's the a lot of words. Worth it. There's a lot of words on the page. Um, super quick skim. Uh, it's. I mean, <sighs> three pinfalls are nice. Yeah, but other people have that for cheaper. Yeah, but they don't have seven wounds. Uh, Brutal two is nice. He's a decent combatant, and he buffs the army. He's. I don't know how to explain this. He's like a generic Primarch, but like plus one. That's mm-hmm. what like I, that's like my quick overview, right? Because like the generic Primarch has sixes across the board. He has sevens for a lot of that, right? So it's like generic plus one. Um, there's he, like a limited the... morale buff, you know, buff for some of them. He's like yeah. a more general morale buff. He is the decent combat. Their centurion. Good combat. Um, I don't know if I make him 600, but I would do maybe like 500, 550. I mean, once you're getting at these points levels, like 100 points really isn't that much of a swing. It's like, oh no, I lost out on, you know, 10 tactical Marines. What will I ever do? Um, uh, but yeah. Honestly, when I look at him, I don't see him as much better than some of these other guys who are 400 something. Well, that's because those other guys are specialized. Like this one is good at combat. This one is good buff. He's like, Decent combat, decent buff. Um, I guess so, but I, I I want more. I want something I that makes it look worthwhile. Do you want it all? <laughs> uh, yeah, but you get it all at a very mediocre level. No, I, oh, never mind. You didn't get the joke. I tried. No. Uh, you did try. Want it all? Failed. Okay. Want it um, all? The Talon looks amazing. AP two ta- with shred good. and deflagrate. Like he's definitely solid. He could mess things up in close combat. Um, I wish his Warlord trait did a little more than just morale buffs. Yep. Like a, maybe like a, like a reserves buff or something. Because that seems like in theme with the tip of the spear type of thing that the, you know, the Luna Wolves and later Sons of Horus were known for. Um, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, not like he might be missing one thing, I feel. Like, just one thing is like, there we go. That's what, like, brings it together. But I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's a 600 point model. No. That's the thing. Yeah. He's not 600 points. He should be there's, at, like, Magnus's point level. And Magnus should be at, like, everyone else's point level. That's where I'm currently, like, eyeballing it. But also, yeah. I haven't, you know, put him on a table. I've never actually run a Primark before, personally. Because I don't think that my, uh, you know, my uh, mud diggers really get the privilege of such deployments. But um, he does cool stuff yeah. in combat. I, I, I feel like right yeah. now we're, we're, you know, trying to rationalize why. It's called why the Horus Heresy, damn it. I know. Well, then make him make make me want to run him. Make me want to run the army. Because I don't. Mm. All right, let's take a look at Alpharius. Alpharius. Yes. Okay, first of all, he shouldn't even be in this video. Um, and I'll tell you why in like 30 seconds. It's for 465 points. You get Alpharius, I think. I could be wrong. It might be Omegon. We don't know, actually. Um, he's yeah. moving eight like all the others. Um, Not all the others. Skill, Some of them have been seven. Some seven. of these boys have been slow. That's true. Some of them only go up marine speed. Yeah, per, per um, is slower. True, true. It's too chunky. Too chunky. But yeah. Uh, move 8, weapon skill, blitz skill 7. 
Strength, Toughness, Wounds, Initiative, and Attack 6. There's that generic 6 across the board that we see so much of. Leadership 10 and a 2-up save. Pretty pretty normal. Um, slightly higher ballistic skill, slightly lower weapon skill, right? Um, for war gear, we have the Pythian Scales, the Pale Spear, the Hydra Spite, three Venom Spears, which is the Legion-specific grenade, frag grenades, as per usual. For special rules, he's a Master of the Legion, he's an Alpha Legionnaire, he is adamantium will uh, three up. So interestingly, he has some anti-psyker nonsense going on. He is a Crusader, so he's good at sweeping advances. He is the insidious mastermind. He is everywhere and nowhere. He is the side of the Alpha Legion, and notably, he is not a traitor. Um, Alright, so that Warlord trait. Um, at the start of the battle, after all has been deployed, including units as part of Infiltrator and Scout, you can... Is just redeploy three units? Um, as long as yep. it's purely Alpha Legion... Redeploy three units. Yep. You can put things into reserve, but not out of reserve. Right? Yes. Um, um, yep, or place it in reserve. And they, then have to, they have to be deployed, so yeah, I think you have to be on the board to go... I would say I don't yes. think you could. I don't think you redeploy out of reserves, because that's the usual rules. I don't see yeah, any sort of uh, exception mentioned saying, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, redeployments, as everyone knows from, like, 40k, uh, can be exceptionally powerful tools. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, in addition, you get an ex you pick a single phase at the start of any turn and get an extra reaction in that phase. So it's like, oh, this turn I need an extra movement. I think this turn I think I need more shooting. I kind of feel like I want an extra assault reaction this turn. Right? Am I reading that right? Every turn yes. you change it up. That's incredible. Um, that's that is so good. That is possibly the best reaction option in the game. Just what you need when you need it. That's awesome. And very Alpha Legionnaire. Um, so, let's look at these special rules. Everywhere and nowhere. Um, you um, Before you deploy models, Alphares may gain any one of the following rules. Infiltrate, Scout, or Deep Strike. So you get one of those three. It's bothering me that you don't have the comma after Scout, because I'm a huge, huge <laughs> proponent of the Oxford comma, and I'm looking at this, and it's <laughs> bothering at, me so Oxford much. We have over here. This has had entire lawsuits built around it. Yes, it does. Ah, kills me. Oxford kills comma, me. people. Just throw it in there. It looks fancier. Just, you know, live that life. Um, but yeah, so you could infiltrate, or you could scout, or you could deep strike. Those are your options. Basically, he could deploy special with a unit that you want him to deploy special with. Makes yep. sense. Yeah. Um, you could also three units up getting to it too is nice. Yeah, I was about to get to that. So up to three oh, friendly units that are Alpha Legion, okay, get the same rule. So you can make three units Deep Strike or three units Scout or three units Infiltrate as you so choose. Like, I want my Multi-Melt to set up in that really good defensive position. Your wish is granted. Bam. Um, I want to Deep Strike, I don't know, Terminators because they're slow. Bam. Done. Like, whatever you need. He's going to make it happen. He's great like that. Uh, Insidious, that, that's an awfully inflammatory word right there. Insidious Mastermind. Um, at the start Insidious. of a turn... Insidious. Listen, listen. You he's, and Dan just add letters or remove them at will. Bro, listen, so, no, man, no, it's been a long... No, no, wait. Just really quick. What I hate no. is that sometimes GW... I know they love Latin. I know they love Latin. 
but sometimes they don't use the proper Latin word. So that is a normal conjunction word. Of, yeah, no, it, I know, but what I'm saying is, is word, that's, why stu- that's why I'll stuff over myself because I know the Latin word. I might forget the pronunciation, but I'll know the Latin word and I'm like, I know there's a missing I-A in there or okay. an, or a U-S. Anyway, well, sorry. No, pull back for a second. You, you'll stuff <laughs> over yourself? What, Trip over I, yourself, maybe, is the phrase okay, you're looking I, for? I was also, listen, I'm also Cuban, okay? I don't understand your American euphemism. Is that what it is? Yeah, euphemisms. No. Uh, All right, so what's what the rest the of this insidious so, yeah. mastermind? I so, can't. So, I can't. The, uh, the deciduous tree mastermind, because that's that's what it is now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sticking to it. Um... <laughs> At the start of any turn, which Altharius's controlling player is the active player, aka it's your turn, and he's on the battlefield, including when embarked on transports or within a building. Okay, the controller player may grant one of the listed rules to all models in the army that are Alpha Legionnaires that do that are not vehicles. So that does include your dreadnoughts um, until the start of your next turn. So from your turn to your next turn, you gain the following. You only do it one each of these once per battle. You can gain fleet two, so bonus two to your runs and charges. You gain preferred enemy everything, or get sudden strike one. Emperor's children eat your heart out. Um, yeah, that's always nice. That's actually a really strong rule. Yeah, it's a, he's got some really strong. So rules. for three turns, yes. your entire army is just jacked up on some good shit. Um, so far, this guy's an absolute force multiplying machine. I love him. All right, let's armor. He gives him a two up armor save and a four up and vulnerable. Flesh bane and poison gain no benefit when rolling to wound and just use normal wounds. If it has no strength characteristic, it's strength one, which means it has no chance of wounding him. Uh, that's better than Mortarian. That's potentially yeah. better than Mortarian. Can be, yeah. Okay, so that's cool. Um, and then we have the uh, his weapons. We have the Pale Spear, Strength User, so Strength 6, AP 1, it is Melee, Armor Bane, Instant Death, and Two-Handed. AP 1, Initiative 6, causing Instant Death, and rolling 2d6 for Armor Penetration. For an average of 13, that's, that's pretty solid. That's a good spear. Yeah. Um, and then we have his gun, the most important thing on any Primarch arsenal. Um, you know, any Primarch that matters, anyway. We have Hydra Spite. It is a plasma weapon. It's got range 18, strength 8 for that sweet, sweet marine instant death. AP 3. It is assault 2, rending 4 up, and master crafted. Just in case you miss. Um, he's better than cool I would have thought. I can see why he's more expensive than most of the Primarchs, because he is... Yeah. He's an insane force multiplier. Um, this man aggressively scales with game size. Yes. Um, because mean, of that, uh, that mastermind. Yeah, his his warlord trait is like 50-50 amazing or terrible. Because if you're going second, it doesn't matter really. Um, uh, infiltrators, you get to go after them. So that helps. True, bu- 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 including so you could counter infiltrate an infiltrator. Okay, and so after Scout moves, okay, so it does help a bit, 
but I, you but know, I'm much more impressed, out, obviously, if you go first. Yeah, and you're also getting shut out of zones if you yourself want to infiltrate because they get a chance yeah. to scout. But eh, it, it, it's it's got perks. It's got perks. Yeah. It's it's to me the the least impressive thing to him is his warlord trait, and it's still not bad. It still can be amazing about half the time, maybe a little half over half the time. But those other things are great. Being able to give himself a special rule and give it the three units. That's what this army wants to do. His mastermind thing, there's certain turns when you absolutely could use that ability. You know, and his weapons are actually really good. His stats are a little bit lower than some of the other sort of beat sticks that you might say. But, okay, maybe I don't go challenge a Primarch with him. Maybe I just go challenge, like, anyone else with my instant death weapon. Yeah. And I'm going to do well. Dan, you love this guy. Well, you love the no. Legion. Do you love him as well? Well, I love and I love him because he plays very much to the Legion's strength. The ability to kind of... Adapt. Adapt, essentially. That's the word. Thank you for that. The fleet, the preferred enemy. And by the way, preferred enemy is such... Oh my god, it's such a good rule. It's Jesus ones to Christ. hit and wound still, correct? And wounds, yes. It's ones to hit oh, and wounds to wound. God, I remember this sweet. because in first edition, the Mechanicum used to, uh, the Myrmidons used to have this rule. Um, the Destructors, they don't have it anymore, thank god. But yeah, no, it, the reroll it hits to one and wound, it's just, oh my lord, I fucking mercy, Jesus Christ. That will save your ass on so many occasions. Um... But Sudden Strike is great, too, especially because, if I'm not mistaken, the daggers that they had that are Breach 5-up or whatever, aren't they Sudden Strike as well? Yes, they are. So you can go up to initiative 6. Which I is... don't know if it stacks, because it's two instances of the same. Oh, you might be right. You might be right. Okay. Yeah. But if Fleet it's the same rule, it would not stack. Okay. But Fleet 2 is really nice, too. But yeah, no, the preferred enemy is... Um the scout um the the ability to scout deep strike and redeploy i like him because he's so freaking adaptable i know people complained about him losing the rule of hiding in a unit but let's be honest like these rules are pretty freaking powerful but yeah I that's mean, me you know infiltrate your tank squads if you really want it works it just it works um what would What's something that you would kind of do weird stuff with if you could just infiltrate it suddenly or deep strike it suddenly? Oh my 30... god, you could deep strike a predator squadron. No, 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 no. Thirty Linnean Terminators. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, Dan wants to run thirty Linnean Terminators. Thirty Linnean Terminators that have a line infiltrating up the board. No, I am shocked. Dan wanted to run them. He would have kept the army. Ooh, he doesn't. Very true. No, it's very point. true. No, he's a very good point. Well, actually, fun fact: they, they, he does run the army. They, he just paints them, you know, silver with red accents with gold. and uh, yeah, gold. yeah, gold details, and claims they're custodians, but they're actually all the Iron Terminators. Now he's really cool. I, he, he is, and it's, again, I am slightly biased because I like the Alpha Legion a lot, but I do think he's actually one of the cooler Primarchs just from the level of adaptability he has. Oh no, definitely like. Yeah. Alpha Legion is an army where you build it with, like, I have an idea, but I'm keeping it adaptable. And that's the thing I appreciate. It's not just like, I have one plan, one trick up my sleeve. It's like, I have one trick I'm probably going to use. I have a backup plan and a backup plan. And a backup plan to that backup plan. I like it. Um, a lot of the Legion-specific stuff all, well, 
the headhunter kill team let's be honest that's all i'm talking about headhunter kill team already yeah. has um half the stuff going on but still um it helps the rest of it. it it lets you do it for the units that maybe when you looked at your army you said i take these guys or i would like to take this unit but it doesn't synergize well because my other guys are up the board and these guys are in the back or something like that or this lets you add them in and give them the role that you feel they truly need to fit your play style and the army. That's what I like about it. You're not always going to use all three. Maybe you'll give him a rule, maybe you won't use it, but you have the option, and I think that's great. And he himself is just good. All right. Uh, very briefly, I thought we would talk about Horace Ascendant because I went through and went through all of his stuff. And yeah, um, might as well. Tell, tell me if this is worth 400 points. Um, I'm not going to bury the lead. It's not. So we'll go through this really briefly here. Um, if you make him ascendant for 400 extra points, you make this bad boy a thousand points. Um, so he, it gives you a new stat line. The stat line change, um, is his strength, toughness, and wounds all go up by one. That's the only change. He went from sevens to eights. Otherwise he's the same in stats. Other rules he gets, he gets feel no pain four up, which is great. Rage three, very good. And then he gets some special abilities. Um, I'm not going to read through these word for word, but I'll explain the overview of what they do. Dark Fate is the first time he dies, he goes to reserves. It talks about what to do if he's in um, a retinue and things like that. But essentially, when he dies, go to reserve with one wound, roll for reserves, he comes back out. Interestingly enough, if Slay the, if Slay the Warlord is an objective and he's removed, or any other ones that talk about Warlords being killed for victory points, is in effect, it is still triggered when he's moved to reserves, and it can be triggered a second time if he dies again. No. Yes. It actually says that, and I read it twice to be sure. Yeah. It actually, huh. you can get it twice for him. Which is very interesting. That okay. um, is not good. No. Power of Chaos Eternal. We, we've seen someone else had a very similar thing. Once per game in an assault phase, it doesn't matter if it's yours or the opponent's, uh, choose it. You make him strength 10, toughness 10 for the duration. Unwieldy no longer matters to him, so he can swing his hammer out of initiative. That's At nice. the end, he takes apparels, and the wounds must go to friendly models in his unit, if there's any of them, before he takes those wounds. So he has to pass the perils on to someone else. I mean, that's what we all do anyway, so that's not so yeah. bad. Um, spreading corruption is just that he can make corrupted units. For 25 points, people can be corrupted. Now, those 25 points, are they technically mm -hmm. part of Horus's points cost or the unit's point cost? Because it matters with the 25% rule. No, because it's the points cost of the unit. All right. Um, so this is about a day later or so. Uh, we cut the recording off at that moment because uh, my wife needed help with something. It was actually getting very, very late. So I just want to do some brief thoughts on that Horus Ascendant, which is just talked about, and then kind of close out the show. So um, overall... He's probably not worth a thousand points at the end of the day. Is he cool? Yes. The new model, I think, is a huge improvement. I think we all kind of agree, at least on the show, that it's, it's a step up in every way. And he does absolutely look great. I mean, this is a centerpiece. You take it because you have the model, you have the army, and how great it looks. Does his additional things he get worth 400 points? Probably no. But that that's fine. I think it's good game design to have special named characters 
over costs rather than under because that means you're bringing them because you want to and because of how cool they seem to you and how their fluff fits and all those sorts of things rather than you're bringing him because he's the absolute best thing i mean is he going to truck some people down absolutely but is he going to necessarily earn a thousand points worth of things he trucks down i think that can be tough and a dark fate can be a liability because you could give up slay the warlord or something else warlord related multiple times might be hard to kill him the first time but the second time he doesn't come up come back very healthy um there is some ways to heal back of course but we might be able to take him down then twice all right so on to the actual closing then uh, as always we have to thank everyone who does listen to the show um i know for december our content's been a bit light um that is not something we wanted to do that way, but holidays and everything else obviously comes up and gets in the way, as well as various illnesses and, and all kinds of, of other life events have occurred that I just won't go into. Um, but we're we're in a good position for in January to kind of get back to closer to what we like, get back to a more regular schedule, at least for a little bit. It still might only be about one episode a week, but there's then I have some time to do some other things. We might be able to get some other recordings, other types of things out. I want to start doing more separate content related to board games and like stuff like that. So we have a lot of ideas of what to do in the new year, as well as some other things that we're working on that we'll be announcing later. Um, remember, if you do want to reach out at this point, we do have a Facebook. The Facebook is up and running. Just look up Terrain Kickers Podcast. You'll find it. Uh, Dan is the one who controls that. All the other of us obviously look at it and contribute, but he's the main person for that. Um, Discord's still a work in progress, but I've been way too busy to do much of anything, especially now with finals happening. I barely have time for my own work, let alone anything extra. Um, you can always reach out also to us through email, trainkickersnj at gmail.com. Um, as always, we put this out in any podcatcher as well as on YouTube. There is some YouTube exclusive content. As time goes, I would like to add more to that, especially as we do video and all. So helping us grow there is you know exceptionally useful. Although just listens in any way that you want to do in any form of support like that is amazing. Um, we've had a really good year, I think. Um, now, for next episode... Uh, I think we're probably going to do a little bit of a Primark comparison. What I'd like to do first is sort of a tier. I have some ideas exactly how I want to do it, but sort of a tier list. And then after that, maybe we'll do the normal, say, Primark v. Primark Smackdown sort of, uh, you know, fight type thing. Because I, I think the tier list, I think you have to stay clear a little bit from Primark versus Primark as one of your determining factors. Because that's, to me, that's, don't get me wrong, it's very cool, it can be very fluffy and very thematic, but that's not like the main feature I'm looking for. I want this big centerpiece model to do cool and great things, and then maybe go face down um, the other side's big leader, their Primark. But that's, I don't feel that that should be one of the main contributing factors. I think you should be, when you're judging how good they are, a wider variety of things. What else do they do? How well do they support your army? How well do they fit into your army's game plan how well do they bring their own game plan all those sorts of thoughts and we'll go more into that i think that's probably what we'll try to do to finish out the year such maybe a year in retrospective related to this game and other other games and other things that we're of, we have of interest whether we'll get that um probably not before christmas that might be after christmas as we get close to the new year all right um that's more than enough for me so on behalf of everyone here at the show have some good hobbying and some great gaming